Welcome to Midnight Waves episode 57 for Monday, October 12th, 2020. My name is Chris. My name is John. This week we count down our top 10 albums of 1985. Welcome back. Yes. Thanks for joining us again. That was All the Things She Said by Simple Minds, of course. Yep. One, one of, of the, the uh, yeah. radio songs of this year, I'd say. Of 1985. Oh, of course. Yes. We're going to be. <laughs> of course. That That's what we're covering this week. After a bit of deliberation last week, we decided we just did not want to review Jonesy's new album because it just sounded kind of boring. Yeah. To be yeah. honest. And yeah. yeah. Bit of a break from Figured the uh, we'd, regular we'd thing. Get this done, although yep. it has been a much bigger task than I was anticipating right. in the end. So, <sighs> size, yeah, <laughs> a lot of yeah, size. It's, it's a lot of work, isn't it? It's a lot to do. A lot more work than I was anticipating it was going to be yesterday for some mm. reason. Yeah, I don't know what happened. <laughs> I thought I was really <laughs> just gonna tidy it up with a few extra listens and just you know solidify my 10 or whatever yeah. kind of find the last spot or the last couple of spots and then start listening to some stuff and it's like don't really love this at all <laughs> so better go back to some of the other albums right and just didn't have time so i went back through some of them of course but it's going to be my sloppiest and least concise, least cohesive, best of the year album list so far. All right. I can say that. Well, at least you're being honest. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> but before I guess before we get into that, we did have a little bit of, well, sad news, didn't we? Sad we tidings, did indeed. I'm sure most people know who listen to music. Certainly, from well, I'd like to, I'd, I'd like to years. think so, but I'm guessing not. <laughs> well, I mean, I say a lot of the good enthusiastic guitarists out there oh, electric guitarists yeah, should I mean, know hopefully yes if they didn't hopefully then. them if you don't know this guy then it's like back to the drawing board really yeah but anyway of course we're talking about Eddie Van Halen yeah founding member and namesake of the band Van Halen who yep. absolutely revolutionized electric guitar in the 80s oh yeah in a way that nobody had ever really done Probably the the most since Hendrix, I guess. Yeah, right. And I I agree. Yeah, 
and um, yeah, he died of cancer, I guess. Which he, I, I know he year like a long time ago now. He had like tongue cancer and had part That's of right. his tongue removed. That's right. Yeah. And then this was throat cancer, right? I he died guess of. so. Did you read that thing that Eddie thought or said that like because he always put his like lead pick in his mouth, he thought that gave him like the tongue cancer. He I, said that. Okay. Well, he thought that anyway. Was he using a lead pick? Something like lead or metal, some kind of metal, he said. Because he'd always put it in and out of his mouth between, I don't know what he was doing, but finger picking or whatever. Tapping, I guess. Tapping. And, of yeah. course, he had double-handed tapping, but like, he thought that was po possibly the cause of the, the tongue part of the cancer. Hmm. But he was a heavy smoker, wasn't he? I'm sure he was. I'm sure that had a mm. much, much worse he'd always He'd always smoke between like, solos and bits he'd be smoking yeah. while playing solos oh yeah yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I think that probably had more of, more effect on the old cancer than a yes. mostly plastic pick painted <laughs> yes, yes. with lead paint apparently so, but yeah. um yeah but yeah he was 65 was that right 68 mm. around, remember. around that yeah. <laughs> mid 60s i think yeah, yeah. i mean it, it quite it, young it's it is pretty young mm. but i guess he lived several lifetimes most likely that's so. yeah oh yeah i'm sure he had a great time I'm sure, uh, many regrets well there might be some regrets maybe not regretting that he didn't do something fun or exciting yeah but i, I will say that he had like one of the the best sort of explanations for being a great guitarist i i always remember reading it in a magazine when i was a teenager and so just playing guitar for like a year or two mm. and he said people always say to him oh he's so lucky you can play guitar like that you're so lucky and he's like i literally never left my house yeah yeah i used to go home from school There's and no play guitar at all. for yeah. four or five hours every single day yeah that's why i'm great at guitar yeah like it's not just like, like you're gonna be great. Yeah, play four or five hours every day. That's right. Like, it doesn't mean you're gonna be great. Still, obviously, plenty of people could play ten hours a day, and not be great. Very competent, yeah. But you know that that's what it is. Like, it's not like God not, yeah, blesses exactly. you with like you're not gifted with something. Pick like up that. a guitar, like oh my god, I'm amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like nobody ever it's did like, that. I've seen the light. Uh, I, I think I think probably like, some people can do that with piano, but perhaps like yeah. we sometimes see like you know those those like little kids like. Just seeing the people like, yeah, just like be like supposed to be blind Stevie One. They were just listening to music to start playing the piano. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what was that thing we quoted before? Like in that song, I can see the piano. What was it he said? Oh, in that, in that, that, uh, that big Sean thing. Yeah, big like, Sean, the first yeah. time I saw a piano. First time I saw a piano. It's like, like wait a minute, Stevie. <laughs> <laughs> I think like Ray Charles is like that, like a child prodigy. Yeah, I think he, oh, he yeah, wasn't yeah. blind yet, but I think he was like a prodigy where he could just. He just stopped playing the piano, hmm. but you know, guitar hurts. So nobody's just accidentally great at guitar. Yeah, it takes, hurts the fingers. Uh, right? Takes a long time to get develop calluses and shit. So yeah. Anyway, yeah, it it is really sad. I mean, we are truly in that era where the people who were legends when we were kids mm. are just dropping off, dropping like flies. Yeah. So see, hmm. I don't know if is he the first like really big name who came to prominence in the eighties? Ah, I guess Prince, I guess Prince was 
but seven, well, yeah. yeah. But real prominence was in the yeah in the eighties, right? So I think deserved prominence would be Van Halen. <laughs> Prince would just like too many shitty albums. Well, I mean, <laughs> obviously, yeah, still... yeah. I know, I know. But but yeah, it's. I guess yeah. Michael John Michael Jackson was seventy. I mean, he was. 60s, well, 60s for that even. matter so <laughs> it's just, he's like in his fucking life in his diapers yeah. he's like I gotta write a song <laughs> give me one more chance <laughs> but yeah I guess you're right yeah like in the 80s like a, the first big big name we've lost maybe one well of, one except of for Prince yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah for yeah. sure and I mean I guess Freddie Mercury all those years ago and all that stuff but that's true yeah I just scratched that I'm talking on my ass uh but anyway, let's uh, let's listen to Eddie play. I guess yeah. uh, the song that probably oh, yeah. made him a real superstar with guitarists, in the way that very few guitarists will probably ever achieve again. Mm. And this is Eruption. Uh, it was Eddie Van Halen, of course. Rest in peace. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. There we go. So from one eighties icon to the middle of the eighties, nineteen eighty-five. Yeah. And uh, our top ten countdown. That was a classic from Eddie Murphy, <laughs> Party All the Time, oh, yeah. and um, one of the single highlights of 1985 for me, maybe yeah. not album highlights, yeah, but one of, one what of else was going songs. on in 1985? Well, we had uh, the beginnings of VH1 on American cable TV, Okay, yeah, sister, I guess sister I'm surprised it was so early, I did not realize yeah. that, I did not remember that. When was MT- when is MTV? MTV was gone? like 80... Was it four? Three. Three, I think. Uh, oh, 81, 81. Oops. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, but VH1 stayed. We had um, 
uh, the America, the USA for Africa thing. Oh, we that are was, the world. Yeah, that yeah. January, and then so we had Live Prince Aid. Prince had a big strop over that. I remember hearing once. Oh yeah. That he just—if you look at the video—he's just stood in the background looking really pissed because he didn't want to be there because Michael Jackson or something like that. And oh, really? He like looks just totally pissed. Just standing around, not doing anything. That's funny. Yeah. So we had that, and we also had obviously Live Aid in the UK, Wembley Stadium in the UK. Oh, of course. Classic. With uh, classic Bono. Feed the world. My favorite Bono contribution to music ever. (laughs) Yeah. Tonight, thank God it's them (laughs) instead of you. Well well said, uh, Bono. Bono. Great sympathy there. Indeed. Bono and Boy George Sting all just stand around looking like a bunch of hobos. <laughs> they had pretty, their hair was very messy back then yeah. as well, wasn't it? The hairstyle. So it looked like you guys need a charity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, get a haircut. Um, get was, a brush. We are, yeah. That would probably help. And also we had the, the thing with Jackson, Michael Jackson, purchasing the publishing rights for most of the Beatles catalogue, yes. which was like 47 million. Obviously, pissing off Paul McCartney. In the yeah, process. Paul had Paul and Michael obviously friends who worked together yeah. on a few songs at that point. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Paul was teaching Michael the importance of owning publishing as a way to make money. And Michael took his advice very yeah, seriously, literally. right? And yeah. uh, outbid him on the Beatles <laughs> publishing. Which were they bidding in this, the room yeah, at the same time? I guess they must have been. Like, <laughs> must putting have his been. hand up. It's must like, have been right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they was like held at auction like Sotheby's or if they yeah, were, if yeah. it was just a I, I just have no idea but yeah, yeah. I remember that story and how that destroyed their relationship that's yeah that's fucked yeah. it's fucked up really isn't it um, also ironically the, yeah. Paul ended up incredibly richer than Michael Jackson ever could have dreamed of being okay as an actual billionaire Did, isn't it also because right? Michael Jackson spent everything he earned and typical I kind of know, uh, like I don't know what the deal is with Michael Jackson because obviously his house was like basically like his land was basically the size of like a, a city but yeah and he spent a lot of money on stuff but it never felt like Michael Jackson like he went bankrupt for a while right like he had he had, it was like 50 million dollars in debt to Sony <laughs> yeah. at one point before he died or something yeah I think basically him dying paid off those debts because everyone started buying his albums again yeah like was a good, Paul McCartney's a, a billionaire? Move. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so one of the richest people in the UK, is it? or richest uh, uh, entertainers. He would UK. have to be. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. So yeah, last got the last laugh there, Paul. I he guess. did. Also, we had. Did uh, he get those publishing rights back? Do you think? I, must I have done. I don't know. Right? Michael must have sold them when he was heavily in debt. Surely. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, also, hmm. uh, Roger Waters announced his intention to leave Pink Floyd this year. Oh, was that in 85? That was 85, and then... I feel like that had already happened. (laughs) Well, that was like two two years after some legal battles with the, you know, the members, the other members of the band, who could access the, who have the rights to the Pink Floyd music catalogue. And, yeah, I don't know exactly what happened, but... And that is weird how they both, well, him and Gilmore both went off performing all of those songs. Yeah, that's like right. Exactly. In separate, separate live concerts, uh, like, like yeah, that, yeah, groups in a way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think David Gilmour's stuff sounds better when he. I mean, it sounds better. I think when he and he, the rest of the people, the crew did it. The yeah. Roger Waters, uh, people crew or whatever. But you know, I still like Roger Waters, but obviously prefer David Gilmour. 
as a person I noticed <laughs> <laughs> this thing's a more likeable he's just such a nice old, nice old man you know yeah. you see his stuff on Instagram where his wife posts and he's just like just chilling out in the garden just like gardening or whatever it's like you know Roger Waters doing all the political shit all the time on Instagram and it's like whatever come on man I saw an interview with him on the, the BBC once I think it was it, it, I saw it on YouTube but it was from some sort of BBC like documentary or something mm. and they were in his house and he was showing this guy this amplifier or something yeah and uh, the interview was like oh, it, it, it's strange isn't it like, it looks remarkably simple and he was just like oh it is <laughs> and he's just like trying to explain to him how simple an amplifier is guy was just like totally brushed past it but I just thought it's so crazy that you were like one of the biggest rock stars in the world at one point like mm. like one of the most famous people on the planet at some like for many years he just looks like a nice old school teacher yeah. or something yeah 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 that's right <laughs> he should be teaching so history or yeah. geography or something that's like true. he's the most normal looking like, yeah. superstar super, super musician of all time it's really interesting mm -hmm. But yeah, I guess that's some of the bigger things. Still alive, though. <laughs> so I guess it worked out for him. Like, he's seventy, seventy-two. Yeah. Something like he looks alright. I hope he lives to two hundred. Accused David Gilmour of kidnapping a thirteen-year-old and keeping her hostage for a couple of years until she's pretty was sure legal, he wouldn't so have done anything like that. Yeah, <laughs> not like uh, who Jimmy Page. Jimmy Page. And, I was uh, talking about specifically there. Was it Rolling or, Stones members? Yeah. Um, well. Probably. Mick Jagger famously uh, had sex with uh, Papa John from the uh, Mamas and the Papas oh, oh, yeah. with his 16-year-old daughter in his house while Papa John was making him sandwich in the kitchen, <laughs> oh, in the bathroom, and John was banging on the bathroom door saying, like, stop fucking my daughter. <laughs> and Mick didn't stop. <laughs> All right. Yeah. There we go. A good friend. It's <laughs> crazy. I'm sure Don Henney would, would, you know, be amongst those as well. Oh well, yeah. At least Some Don Henley might be the only one who had underage dead girls in his bedroom. Maybe he, he gets arrested somehow. It's not likely with the reason. Now he was never me too there. Like I yeah. guess he's not relevant enough, so there's no career to ruin anymore. But sure, it really is an amazing thing that he had actual dead underage prostitutes in his maybe, bedroom maybe all that money he's trying to hold on to now is to pay off all the people that would, might speak up against him speak out against him maybe he's got like a yeah. yearly payment plan yeah <laughs> just handing it out in perpetuity and this, to their their yeah. descendants this 10 million is to you so to keep your mouth shut this one's 10 million for you yeah like dodgy bastard that should be his next if he should do another solo <laughs> called Dodgy Bastard <laughs> and all the songs about all the debauchery yeah. and horrible things he did I'd actually listen to that yeah if he's if he finds out like Bowie did like he's dying soon that should be his black star <laughs> yeah <laughs> Dodgy Bastard and on the cover he should just be there in sunglasses both middle fingers up going yeah <laughs> all that crusty and wrinkly yeah what a piece of shit yeah. anywho oh yeah should we get into uh, 1985 what now? we came and here for <laughs> it is indeed your turn to start is it yes alright well I will start then please my, do <laughs> my number 10 squeezing in to the 10th position is Husker Do's Flip Your Wig 
Well, we have to table that one, okay. unfortunately. Which I was really hoping uh, <laughs> it wouldn't. I'm still deciding. <laughs> okay. Unfortunately, um, okay, I'm just going to go with this. Uh, my number 10 is Dire Straits Brothers in Arms. I have to table that. Okay. Uh, my nine is Tears for Fears, Songs from the Big Chair. Okay, no tabling there. Yeah. Let's listen to something from that. That was uh, Head Over Heels, there. Uh, oh, I do know this song. <laughs> right? I was going to say, yeah, you do know this. Donnie Brasco. I don't remember Donnie it. Darko. From, I have, sorry, Donnie Darko. Oh, Donnie Darko. Donnie Darko, sorry. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was in, it was not in not the Johnny Depp Mafia movie. Sorry, yeah, I'm almost thinking. Okay. Yeah, I was yeah, thinking, yeah. that's a weird choice with Donnie Brasco. I don't <laughs> yeah, remember yeah, it at all. <laughs> yeah. Who was. Was that Jake? Jake Gyllenhaal G- Gyllenhaal was the yeah. titular Donnie Darko yes. yeah also Patrick awesome. Swayze who did one of his last roles as a pedophile that's yeah that's nasty I loved that film for some reason I haven't watched that film for years and I I kind of want to watch it again but I'm also scared that I'll just think it's really lame and okay. too try hard because uh, it was like one of those like super cool yeah like, underground yeah. kind of things and sure. so uh, that's one reason why I've never actually gone back to it but yeah I, I did love it then too you know yeah so I mean yeah this album like second their second album I believe after uh, The Hurting 1983 and this one's obviously much more uh, commercial I think they were trying to go for like a, a bigger more like um, um, receptive sound and you know they got a few big hits out of this obviously shout most people know everybody wants to rule the world yeah it was a huge hit this song actually was written the first song written for the album back in 84 mm. um and as we mentioned it was used in the movie uh donnie darko but yeah i've always really liked this it's album also featured their uh, their song uh, yeah mad world right that's, cover of it. that that's right yeah mad world yeah. was from the hurting yeah yeah so if the director really liked Tears for Fears. Yeah. I mean, they were, I think they were band people. I mean, they were, I remember they were my cousin, my, my much older cousins loving Tears for Fears. Mm. One, my, my, the younger of the two brothers mm. used to dress, dress and style his hair very much like the Roland guy from Tears for Fears. Is that like, the guy on the left? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Like he really was in hindsight <laughs> at the time I didn't think about it, but in hindsight he was 
definitely for a couple of years going exactly for that look. Right. And he pulled it off, I guess. <laughs> I was just a little boy kind then. I, I wasn't, curly head, kind of. He a, had like, like kind of naturally wavy hair anyway. So okay. he was like the big, big hair, trench coats, boots, jeans, yeah. like tucked into the boots, shit like that. But it, it's... It's weird because listening to that, like that is such a great song. And I didn't even listen to song because I never liked Everybody Wants to Rule the World or Shout. Ah, uh, yeah, you said that yeah. before. Yeah. So I just thought, how am I going to love yeah. this album? Oh, sure, if sure. The two biggest songs on the album I don't yeah. even like, but what a great song. I mean, I, I get that because like the, they were so, those two songs you mentioned, they're so popular. We overheard them. I mean, that that's Always a big part of it. Them. I also overplaying. the tone of whichever one of them is singing. You don't like songs, one to sing. I don't like his voice very I, much. Uh, which one? I always forget who is who. It's a bit Mr. Beanie for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What are names like? I keep forgetting their names. Uh, just a second. <laughs> I'm sure one of them's called Roland something with like a Spanish yeah. name. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, just a second. Uh, okay, <laughs> so Roland Orzabal. Orzabal. Is that right? Orza. Orzabel, Kurt Smith, right? That's it. I assume. What well, a, I think Roland's one the curly. I believe so. Yeah. They look quite similar, to be honest. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I guess I've always liked this, and I, I don't. I mean, this album's not perfect for me at all. Like, I, the big hits, re, the bigger songs really stand out and overpowering the, mm. the, the well, the, I guess the lesser tracks. Mm-hmm. And I think there's one or two that are just kind of so bit whatever, which is kind of. My thing with this year, oh, totally. most of my albums, I'd say I'd like half the tracks and half are just average. And there's always like one or two tracks that are shit or just I, very I think whatever. most of the albums, they have a song yeah. or something yeah. about them where I just don't like it. Yeah, I've got everything. On and my, there, there's my a list. couple of albums that were going to be on my list that I ended up removing because there was just two or three songs where I was like yeah. I hate that yeah, and I, yeah. I just how could I put on how could I say it's like in my 10, 10 favourite albums when I hate some of these tracks unfortunately in hindsight almost not all of them there's definitely a few albums that don't have anything wrong with them might not be spectacular but they're, they're they yeah. don't make me like Visceral. viscerally <laughs> uncomfortable yeah. like viscerally angry, angry. yeah <laughs> But like that, that was kind of where I, I settled with a lot of albums, unfortunately. Albums that I was definitely thinking up to a point where this is easily in my top 10. And then it was just like. <laughs> There's the one on uh, Haska Duam. It's awful. The skinning the cattle. Oh, no. It's like something about the baby. Like this baby. Oh, yeah, that's it's terrible. But that's only 40 seconds. So I'll give is that. Okay. I'll give that like a pass as a skit. Yeah. But on one of the Haska Du albums. There's like a fairly lengthy song about skinning a cat, okay. and it is fucking dreadful. Is that the new dawn rising? Um, new up? dawn rising, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, anywho. Oh yeah, so sounds like a good pick. Yeah, I should probably. I have keep the that deluxe edition if you want to borrow it. I someday. might not mind doing. I mean, you won't need to listen to like all the all the extra discs and That's shit. That's a trouble. <laughs> just just put the first one and stop it halfway through the first disc. How, how often do you uh, yeah listen to the? I have a bunch of deluxe versions of well, albums I, and shit. I, it, when I think it, about, it, yeah, it, I almost yeah. never get through any well, of that. that shit. This is my thing. So I put it put it on right. I listen to the album. And I forget that I'm playing the album. Or this yeah. other shit comes in. I'm paying no attention to it. Oh, when they when they put extra, yeah. I I hate when they put the extra, extra shit at the end of a CD. That, it really it really pisses me off. Extra disc, 
great. Yes. It's up to you then if you want to. Yeah. I hate when they just pat out like he has seven demos of the same song you that's, already heard. That's it. Like, <laughs> works great in the car, fellas. Thanks. I guess you could program the CD so it stops after the like, track eight and all the extra shit comes on. I guess so. When you put in the CD in the car, you're driving somewhere. It's like, oh, good. This song for the ninth time in yeah. a row. It's especially good when it's like the first song on the real album and then you finally get through it oh, all okay. and then it comes on again. That's right. <laughs> Just thanks, fellas. Yeah. All right, so my, number, much, my so, number nine yep. anyway. It's a bit of a speaking of imperfect choices. Okay. It's far from perfect and a bit of a if I had more time, it probably wouldn't be here. But I'm going to put it on because I still think it's kind of a pretty fun listen. It's it's. It was one of the more exciting things to to really listen to because I never really oh, did that much before. What's the title? It, the title <laughs> is uh, Dinosaur Junior oh. by the then ba- named band Dinosaur. Oh, sure. Who would later oh, become Dinosaur, Dinosaur, Dinosaur Junior. Well, they were threatened with a lawsuit for calling themselves Dinosaur because there was there's already another band group. called Dinosaur ah, okay. in America. So I see. This ended up becoming a self-titled album. But that's not on my list. In hindsight. So didn't listen to it. Well, let's... Uh, Despite being a huge Dinosaur Junior fan. Let's give something a poke. Okay. I sit freezing, jittered, uneasy. The toll that looms, the loss I dread. When my judge clutches Questioning my treatment of an ego Bulbs of Passion from uh, Dinosaur Jr. Didn't really have time to choose uh, the best song, unfortunately. As I put it, the, this album on my list about 10 minutes ago. Okay. While we were talking about Tears for Fears. But um, it's certainly not a great album. It's certainly not there, nowhere near their best. Oh, Very yeah. likely their worst. But. <laughs> But Got a lot of good stuff to come from there. It is um, still a really fun album. It has a lot of sort of folk influence, which does not really show up on their music ever again. Mm. It's still got quite a bit okay. of hardcore influence in some of the songs. I think Lou Lou Barlow sings a fair number of songs on this. At yeah. least it sounds like he does because the vocals sound completely different. I couldn't find any information about who was singing. Unfortunately, like Wikipedia is just like, yeah, those are the songs. It oh, just yeah. says they're written by Jay Mascus, but he can't be singing some of these songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got but very, very, he's got a very distinctive voice, hasn't he, Jay Mascus? Yeah, I mean that's it. So croaky, shitty, shitty. I mean, but it's adorable voice in a way. Yeah, yeah. he is like one of the weird, yeah. one of the rare cases where like a bad singer who I actually really, really like mm, for mm. some reason. It's bizarre, isn't it? Yeah, but really, actually. I mean, I, I think Lou it. is a way better singer than, than yeah, yeah, him, yeah. But he, he did. He had Sebadon, Sebadon, Sentido, and uh, mm. the folk implosion, which is right. something I also like. Um, 
Yeah, I mean it, it's a messy album, but it's it sounds distinctly of sort of this era in a way, or, or like certainly the the mid nineties. It sounds like a good ten years ahead of itself. Mm. And there's some really catchy songs. There's obviously guitar playing is nowhere near what you would think of Jane now, but it's still really good at times. Yeah. And uh what ultimately came down to I was looking at the albums I don't own. And it's like, well, which ones would I really buy and listen to? And this one is like way up there for me because it's a band I love and it sounds like that band. So it was just sort of like, well, that's why it's there. Makes sense. I mean, I have other albums. I have some albums on this list that I would swap for this. Yeah. <laughs> so actually, I have some albums that are not on this list that I own that I would swap for this, I should say. Okay. So, yeah. I understand. Yeah. Anyway, there we go. There it is. Cool. A little bit more and finally get to the real list. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, that was my number nine, right? Yes, that's yes. right. So your number eight. Is uh, The Chameleons. What does anything okay. mean, basically? Yeah, cool. Yeah. That was a perfume garden, the second track of uh, the comedian's awfully titled "What Does Anything Move?" Basically, uh, mm. <laughs> that is not a great yeah. album title, fellas. Yeah, yeah, these guys. Uh, I think a lot of people don't really know of them. They, they came from they come from uh, Manchester, and I guess they're around the same time as the Smiths. And uh, yeah, I mean, they kind of had a cult following, I believe. Like, kind of, they weren't so big, but had a you know. Obviously, it had the influences you can, you can hear, like like the Cure and the Smith and everything. Yeah. And they sound like a lot of that all together. And yeah, I mean this. Yeah, I really like this. I mean, every track is basically pretty good. There's nothing that's like bad on it. It all kind of sounds a bit similar. It all kind of blends together. It's very atmospheric. There's lots of nice reverb on the guitar. Good percussion. They're just a good band, really. And I think uh, I think they deserve bit more of a listen for people who like that kind of music yeah I, I would agree I, I did listen to it. I, I did like it it just felt a bit like I, I mean I don't know I don't want to use like a overly 
harsh word. Like I, I don't mean like big, like <laughs> because I I don't mean it as like a I don't insult them because I liked it. It just felt a bit sort of redundant, maybe I don't know, with like the other music of the era. Like it didn't sure. really stand out for me in any yeah, way. So I I, I, I liked it, yeah. but I yeah I think I do think it, it was really really good. I I actually never heard of them before. So. Yeah, I'd only heard about them since last year. A friend mentioned yeah. the name, but yeah. And, um, I mean, did they have like a long career or anything? I think they had. Well, this was their second album. It, the one after this, I think, is what considered the best. And oh, cool. uh, let me have Interesting. a look here. So they they formed in 1981, and let's see how many albums they had, and see if they're still doing stuff. One, two, three, four. No, I guess they stopped in around 2001. 2001. They had an acu- uh, so, yeah, they had an acoustic album in 2002. Okay. So one well, had like an album in 83, 85, 86, 2001, which is a 15 I guess year they gap. got back together. <laughs> sure. And then that's about it, really. So I assume they split up. Okay. But, um, yeah, they, they, yeah, active. Yeah, last time they were active was 2003. So, yeah. But and I think they've done live performances. It remind me a bit of Interpol. So it's almost right. like they were like about 10 years ahead of their time. Okay. Maybe I feel like if they came out 10 years later, they probably would have had a probably a more fulfilling career perhaps yeah but that's interesting it's often like that eh sure sure all right that's interesting so interesting that was my choice. eight yeah mm. uh, my eight uh, also added <laughs> this morning um is three-way tie parentheses for last by the minutemen oh okay cool <laughs> Price of Paradise by the Minutemen, and uh, yeah, I mean it's this is the final full-length album by the Minutemen because yeah. uh, D Boone, well, the guitarist and one of the singers, died in a car crash right shortly right. after this when he's only 27. Oh, the 27 Club. Yeah, he's he's one okay. of those guys. Really? Although it doesn't get mentioned. That yeah. Much. I guess they were too what underground, Punk, too underground. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, despite being great. Also, he looked about forty-five. So, oh okay. Yeah. Jesus, he really does. <laughs> yeah. What the hell is that? <laughs> I'm not being unkind. No, he of really he looks no, like no. a mid to late forties. Yeah, he does, gentleman. Um, but anyway, it's I, I think it's certainly the most polished album. Mm-hmm. 
they do some interesting covers here. They cover the Meat Puppets and uh, Blue Oyster Cult. They do a great cover of Have You Ever Seen the Rain by Creedence Clearwater Revival. Oh, cool. The last track is a Rocky Erickson cover, yeah. which Mike Watt sang over the phone, apparently. And, oh. and uh, they also cover a band called the Urin- Urinals, who I'm very curious about. That now. is an awesome punk band. Absolutely name. amazing. The Unsurprisingly, they are a punk band. Yeah, uh, but it's 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 really well done. Like at this point, they were good musicians mm-hmm. who could sing pretty competently, and it, you can tell the difference. Say like from that first album, which I still really liked. Yeah. To to get into this point. It's it's pretty impressive, and I I just enjoyed it. I just I think again it kind of enjoyment factor is important, isn't it? Really, for the top it was 10. fun to listen yeah. to, and there's some yeah. big albums that I knocked off my list because they were not fun to listen to, right. which I guess we will probably talk about later. But right, this was fun, and I, I guess it ended up being like pretty high on like that Robert Crisco like Paz and Jop oh, list or whatever. Village voice. The village voice village lists voice, yeah. and, and stuff like that, but yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't think about like listening to. This. I, I didn't see it in any list. So I, I guess I, it wasn't on my radar, so to speak. Yeah. But I, I should have figured they'd have another album because they've one always every year, don't they? Yeah, like uh, Husker Du or uh, Re- Replacement. And the Meat Puppets too. Meat pu- uh, Yeah. Oh yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's right. So, so uh, I'll be listening to this later. Yep. Cool. Good good stuff. Sounds great. Nice. 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 All right. So. Nice. That was your seven? That was my eight. Oh, shit. Yeah, because I've tabled everything, haven't I? Um, oh, lot. I think we I tabled, tabled one, I think. Uh, oh, two. We tabled two. One each. Yes, yes. That's yes. Right. Okay. So. Your my, number seven. My seven is uh, Phil Collins. Oh. No jacket required. Wow. Oh, Phil. Phil. Yep, Phil. <laughs> Did you hear how Phil kicked out his young wife recently? Oh, yeah? He, like, apparently booted her out the house. Physically? Like, I guess. I don't like, know. Threw her shit out. I hope. I'm. The way I it's read it is as if he was holding her by the belt and the collar and giving her the old heave ho out the door. Wait a minute. Anyway, while like we. Uh, why yes. do you look for that while we listen to a song from No Other. Jacket Required? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, everyone knows this song, right? It's <laughs> 1999 by Prince. Wow, yeah. Oops. 
It really is very <laughs> similar. Wow. I mean, yeah. this is a great song, but... I actually might like this better than 1999. Well, that's what I was going to say. This is like... This album is almost like a good Prince album. There's a quite a few songs that sound I just really like wish I'd actually listened to this I, album. I love though, it. Actually. I actually love it. That's... And that's very interesting fact. Phil Collins was listening to 19, Prince's 1999 during the Genesis tour yeah. of... Well, what is it? 84 or whatever, around this yeah. time. So he was... You know, he loved that album. It's like, surely this, that's this like... is... Uh, an in, a big influence. Clearly, a, eh? co a copy, even. <laughs> it's also bizarre that words, Susudia, right? He, he was yeah. just mucking around on the drum machine and a word just came out. Oh, yeah. Well, he thought it was, I don't know, it wasn't a word, it was a sound, I guess. But yeah. He looked it up and found it, it wasn't a word, but just left it in the song anyway. The song's nothing to do with whatever that sound is. It's something I about. I think that's kind of cool. It's, it's cool. Yeah, it's, I, it I sounds that's, really good. That, that's, I mean, it does sound it good. good and, sound yeah. Yeah, no. I think it's kind of like to invent a word is it's not that easy, right? Sure, sure. <laughs> I was thinking like how the Simpsons created with like cromulent and ambiguous. Okay. And I think uh, both of those words became like words. That's officially. cool. Yeah. Because they sound like words. It's difficult to make a word that sounds like a word that isn't a word. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So studio sounds perfectly like a word. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I wish I, I wasn't. Didn't you? Did you? I, I didn't because yeah. like the previous Phil album, well, the one with In the yeah. Air Tonight on, I did listen to, and despite really liking some songs, I just wasn't feeling it. And when I, I think, looked at the track list for this, except yeah. for Susudio, I just wasn't like recognizing anything. I just oh like, really? Fuck it. It's uh, I've never like. There's quite a lot of Phil uh, to me big was always on this. just like. You've got uh, one more night, which was a hit. Yeah. Don't lose my number. Taking me home, uh, yeah. I mean, there's some pretty big tracks on this. Really. I think as a little boy, the fact that Phil already looked about seventy years old in my sure. mind just always make gave me like a complex about Phil. So sure. even though I liked <laughs> In the Air Tonight, yeah. I had a friend who really liked Phil. Yeah, but I just couldn't get past the fact that he looked like older than my dad. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, he looks like that for sure. And like, yeah, I mean, we always we always playing Phil Collins at home and in the car. So and yeah, I mean, also that was the thing. Like, my my parents didn't listen to Phil or Genesis or any of that at all. So I, ah, I just okay. it was there was no exposure for me beyond seeing Phil on TV every now and then. Okay. And like one, like I said, one of my friends liked him. I guess probably one of his parents liked them. But that's that's just the way yeah the that's the way, the way crumbles that's, that's what happens eh? and, and I mean I think this in my opinion this is the best Phil Collins album I mean I, 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 I actually think I will listen to There's this every song is either fun or yeah, it's like a fucking party song I guess it, it, it's, it's, it, it's exciting there's a couple of slow numbers I do nice like the idea one of one like a refined Prince album <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's another song that really sounds just yeah. like any Prince song, mm. but it's kind of interesting. Um, yeah, it's it's a good album. You got Peter Gabriel and Sting singing on here as well, like back back up. That's vocals. interesting. I was always Quite wondering if Phil and Peter Gabriel had a falling out or not. I don't think they did. Yeah, yeah. so that's that's cool. Both had success. Sting was a backing singer on the, quite a few songs this yes. this year. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Good old Sting, eh? Yeah. But yeah, 
There did not go. listen to Sting's solo album this year. Though. I tried it. I yeah. uh, I like it actually. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I actually I looked it up and I was looking at what songs were on it and like some of the song names looked so fucking corny and lame Mm. I just thought I'm not listening to that it's not something I'd buy but I think I own one or two of his solo albums but not that one what's it called again (laughs) yeah I should probably check eh? give give the stinger stinger (laughs) (laughs) you know that was the pro wrestling sting yes his nickname was the stinger uh give the stinger hit enough respect to actually uh name his album for anyone interested which album came out that year i guess and that was the dream of the blue turtles ah, his yes. debut solo album but i was oh, just was looking it? at oh. and it was like I, I i was looking at the track listings and it was just like if you love somebody set them free love is the seventh wave yeah shadows in the rain fortress around your heart i just thought nah, i'm not I th- gonna i'm not getting in this album yeah. no well, chance so it's no not point. likely i think i've got nothing like the sun which has got like fragile on it and uh englishman in new york which i, really I love like. englishman in new york a lot i think fragile. that's a great i don't even know fragile so oh, not by know, name you know fragile is the guitar one it's a beautiful guitar piece the beautiful guitar piece by sting is shape of my heart but fragile too <laughs> but yeah i know that's uh that's obviously great as well which i did learn to play specifically because a girl I was romantically um, involved with yes uh, <laughs> loved that song and it was a motherfucker to learn a comfortable way to play it. Oh, really? obviously Sting did not play the guitar in that song but yeah um, Dominic Miller was it yeah that is if you want to learn that song Shaving My Heart don't look at the internet <laughs> don't go to the guitar tab sites just Use your ears. It's much easier. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Those are kind of... I mean, I like I like uh, Fields of Gold by Sting. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good song. That's about if a Sting for me. If I ever lose my faith in you, I remember that song being a big hit, but I used to despise it and want to cut Sting's eyes out with a pair of scissors back in the time it was a huge song. I... I actually that's ten summoners towns. I like that album. I, 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 I might I might like that album more now, but like when I was a teenager, it was just like this dad rock kind yeah, of thing uh, that sure. I just couldn't abide. But I'm sure back oh, then that's I, the one with shape of my heart. On. Yeah, that's ten summoners towns. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, I yeah I can understand. I, I can imagine you feeling that of way. Gold is is a nice song. That's good. You remember me? That's a. Oh, it's like seven good. days as well. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Anyway, Sting. Eh? Yeah. But to so. me, Sting is a weird case of some guy like being in a very successful band that was like a cool band, right? Like they were, oh, yeah. they were a band that was like at the height of cool, or the biggest band in the world for a year or two. Yeah. And then gone solo and gone like in the most commercial direction possible. Yeah. Like where Peter Gabriel went, like just totally bizarre, like. Sure. Crazy, like talking heads, like weirdness. But then he dropped so, which is commercial. I guess so, but you know what I mean. Like it wasn't like yeah. it's not like he became oh, Michael see. Bolton. Yeah. Like St- yeah. Sting basically became Michael Bolton. Michael Bolton. Yeah. <laughs> is that guy still around? <laughs> Probably isn't. He's still doing t- cameos in comedy oh, movies Jesus and Christ. shit. I think where just the mere presence of his face is a laugh. That's <laughs> it's like, funny. hey guys, do you remember Michael Bolton? If he gets a million dollars each time he pops up. <laughs> yeah. 
Good for him. Yeah. I remember my, my aunt loving Michael Bolton briefly when I was a kid. Yeah. And just being absolutely disgusted. Did people to actually my core. like him. Okay. Women loved him. I guess they. I guess he like, was attractive. Back then, I mean, yeah. was he though? I mean, back maybe. Well, back then to. to I mean, I guess he—he's not like he was ugly or anything. But he had that ridiculous like doormat like mullet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was already balding with a mullet. Oh, okay. like, oh was he? Yeah. I think like a little bit. <laughs> fucking, yeah. Hmm. Real, like that's like I, I said dad rock earlier for Sting. That's like aunt rock. Right. <laughs> anyway. That's that Phil. was my seven. Yeah. Mm. Uh, my seven. Are we getting into the <laughs> more solid choices? Oh, yeah, there we go. My seven is The Head on the Door by The Cure. Oh, that's my six. Cool. Works out great, though. Let's do it. Let's do it. Ooh. Smashing Pumpkins on the Bullet oh. with the Butterfly Wings single. All right. This is the first time I ever heard it. I see. This this album was a funny one for me. I couldn't get into it at first. I'd never heard it before. Mm. Like the Kyoto song put Kyoto song put me mm. off. It's the oriental sounding keyboard. I thought it was extremely <laughs> I, it's cheesy. Such an eighties thing, sadly, yeah. but But it really after that like, the album really grew on me. I ended up absolutely loving it. Like more and more each time. I I, so. I it weirdly I liked it more at first and the more I listened to it a little bit less but yeah. I still think it's a really 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 good album and uh, it's it it's obviously kind of very different from their previous work this it's mm. except for a couple of songs there's not a lot of like overbearing doom that's right it's it's much it's, more uplifting isn't yeah it? a couple of very you know, very poppy songs Appar- certainly one apparently this is the most Robert Smith cure album ever he and wrote he everything, did everything. Himself. yeah yeah so that's kind of yeah. interesting because he didn't seem like the guy who would be going that's that's right going with the more poppy yeah you think it'd direction. be darker yeah even darker than usual but so would you say this is the best cure album up to this point no you would prefer the, the one wonderful. from 80 the last one was anyway it? okay that I this don't is, think you like very much. This has been my favorite so far. I, I I prefer that one. Just it was harrowing, but I I really liked 
was that at the top yeah 84 uh, last year yeah, yeah it was it was kind of a harrowing album but i i really did like that um yeah i forgot where i placed it on the old list let me i think it was back. fairly high Right, actually right. no it wasn't the top the top didn't make my list oh. the one before in 80 oh, yeah. 83 no nope, oh, didn't, didn't have an album 83 82 <laughs> jesus oh. Oh, really? good thing we can check these things pornography. Yeah, in 82 pornography ah. was number three for me just behind nebraska and thriller that's oh, how much okay. i liked sure. pornography i guess um yeah. That's a great album title. There we go. The way that comes up, it turns up in the conversation. Yeah. Fits into. So I, I guess for me, I preferred that. It was a more harrowing experience, but it was sort of like, you know, really what I want from The Cure is like some intense, like mm. multi-layered, like gorgeous thing with yeah. misery washing over it but i really like this album i think there's some great hooks here really nice sounds yeah um there's a lot of variety as well a lot of variety mm. it was certainly the most fun cure listen so far probably yeah. might might be the most fun cure listen ever i guess but yeah except the album i, I don't oh. know the album with friday i'm yes. in love on it that might be I, I don't know Got hated that song so much when I was a kid. I, yes, I how did really, I? It, Maybe that's why I didn't like The Cure when I was a kid because of that song. And I remember, do you remember, fuck, do you remember the comedy duo Newman and Badil? Yeah, 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 I do. Yeah. So I remember them doing like a parody of that song okay. with one with one of them dressed as Robert Smith as okay. just like just like a complete fat mess. Like whiny bitch, like that, and in my mind, it encapsulated exactly how I felt about that song at the time. Yeah, and so I just despised the Cure that, as that well. That was Wish, yeah, that was from Wish '92. And I, I, I never liked album. the Cure until I got much older. Yeah, I, I never understood yeah. why anyone did. I until I got like older. Yeah, and it, it was quite. It was probably about. Jesus, 15 years ago now that I actually started liking The Cure. It was like only a few years ago for me. Yeah. I got Disintegration. Disintegration was it. what did it for me too. Mm. I was actually, I think I actually went through all the Pitchfork albums that got 10. Actually, I think they, they did the deluxe edition. Pitchfork did like a review of it and gave it a 10. And that's the version I got. I was really curious about it and I downloaded it illegally and loved it. And so I bought that, and that that was kind of the doorway into the cure for me. Yeah. But yeah, it, it took it was a long time coming. Basically, without that review and without me being able to listen to it unlegally, uh, <laughs> I never would have. I I wouldn't have even been listening to these albums for these lists. It would have just been the cure. Fuck off. That would have been my attitude every yeah, single time sure. without that happening. So. Good thing that did happen, I guess. Sure. And yeah, I really, I do really like this album. Yeah. So oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's really good. weird how your perceptions of things can change. And, yep. And yeah. I guess we, in a way, wise up maybe, or become less uh, I guess judgmental. so. I, I think, I think a lot of it's just, I mean, the fact that he looks like a, <laughs> like he does, yeah. didn't help me as a, a kid. goth. Goth? No, not it's really. Kind of like a bit. No, he's definitely goth. Feminine. Like feminine. Goth, just wearing shorts and makeup, like yeah. combat boots, and his face covered in white makeup. His hair like eight feet high. 
That's right. Some flopping around like that, like <laughs> yeah. as a True. as a teenager who you know played sports. I didn't want to look like that. Like that was not. It was like the antithesis of being a jock, as the Americans say. <laughs> yeah. So um, it was just like so close-minded, I guess. So yeah. I guess as you get older. Either you become more open-minded or you just stop giving a shit. <laughs> so right. That's that's what it is. I mean, I, I think if I watched The Cure on TV now, I'd probably still cringe a bit, to be honest. If right. I saw him flopping around doing Friday, I'm in love, like he was on top of the pops that time, I'd probably still cringe, but it's not going to change the music for me. So. Right. I wonder how I'll feel about that song when we get to that album, actually. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I haven't heard that song forever, yeah. but I never forgot it. You want to play it for you now? Nah. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna let in it advance. wash over me when we get <laughs> yeah. to whatever year that was. Ninety two. Ninety two. It's yeah. gonna take a while. Uh, yeah, it might be a few years away. Is <laughs> <Yeah>. this <laughs> right? We'll see. We'll get to ninety two in we'll twenty twenty two or something. We'll see. <laughs> Imagine that. Hopefully not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully not. Eh? Yeah. Anyway. So that was your. That was my seven. That was your six. So that was your six now. My six. Yeah. Oh, my six. Bit of a. Out of nowhere. One. Oh, shit, I'm still on 982 there. That's not good. Out of bit of a out of nowhere one here. Okay. And uh, my six is Steve McQueen by Prefab Sprout. Oh, what? I have no idea. Okay, I know Prefab, Prefab Sprout. I've never heard it. Alrighty. Let's try that. Let's try it. Seal number one, which I think was renamed as a single. Yeah. But um, from Steve McQueen there, which also in America had a different title because of, uh, I guess, Steve McQueen's estate was not happy about it. Yeah. But it was certainly a surprise for me that obviously uh, Prefab Sprout 
they're they're a band like I've been kind of aware of. I'll be doing these lists because they always get really great reviews. Mm-hmm. Okay. And to me, as a kid, they were that band that had the Albuquerque song about hot dog jumping frog. That's all I remember Albuquerque. about them. Yeah. And but I was reading like some stuff about this, and like you know, it says here. Steve McQueen subsequently featured in a number of all-time lists of greatest albums. Number 47 by The Times, number 90 by Mojo, number 61 by The Guardian. All time. All time. Pitchfork said it was the defining record of 1985 Sophisto Pop. Uh, I can can see that from that. AV Club said it was a classic of mid-80s post-punk New Wave era, even though they don't sound like they belong to any particular movement. And uh, yeah, I think it finished like pretty high on that Pazm Jop Village Voice. They had twenty eight for their best albums of the year as well. And it was just something like I thought I will listen to it and see what it's like. I'll probably get bored of it and I'll turn it off. But it is really great songwriting. It really yeah. is just really well written and and well arranged and. I guess it kind of tell. It's a bit of a concept album, I guess, for the the whole sort of Steve McQueen type motorbikes type era. Oh, the album so, cover has like yeah. Is it actually Steve McQueen in the album cover? No, it's them. But it's them, but looking like the Great Escape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know. I, I listened to it once and I thought oh, that's actually really really good. And then I sort of dismissed it and I listened to it, listened to it all again yesterday. I was like, actually, it's just really good and okay. like a lot better than a lot of these albums I'm kind of humming and harring over so that's where it came to so oh, right. that's and uh, it's one of the few albums that doesn't have anything on it that I don't like so right. that's stands for something at least but I, I think it's a really smart like, lyrically very intelligent especially for the air and it's kind of like the. it didn't sound like the replacements but in the way that it doesn't sound very much of its era i think like much like the replacements don't really sound like their era at all so mm-hmm. without being like overly like alternative or all overly sort of like unpolished or uncommercial yeah so um, i would uh definitely recommend giving it a spin sometime. i'm definitely gonna try that yeah okay cool so my five. Your five, yeah. Uh, I uh, put the uh, the v- kind of vegetarian uh, the Smiths, I guess. <laughs> Meat is murder. Okay. Yeah. That's so, interesting. Okay. Yeah. I've got quite a bit to say there. So <laughs> let's get into that.
The headmaster ritual. The so one song I really love on Mita's murder. Easily the best track Great for me song. on the album. Yeah, this album, I mean, it's definitely not my favourite Smiths album, but I mean I like all their albums, like regardless of say like a dip in quality or something. There's definitely I don't know, definitely less good songs compared to the last one. And the next album obviously we're gonna be covering soon is absolutely fantastic. But I still liked it and I yeah, that's why it's on my list basically. It's, yeah, uh, it, it it's weird because I I I have like every Smiths album on yeah, CD, right. every single one. You got like a box set, right? I have the box set with everything, and I put it in the car and I was listening. I was like, oh, yeah, Smiths, obviously, obviously, the Headmaster Ritual is amazing. And I I initially put it like number four on my list, and then like I was listening like a couple more days. I was like slid down like six and seven, and then when I was thinking about it, it like, I don't actually enjoy the album. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't say it's it's bad in the sense of like, oh, that sucks or anything, but like the second track, I forgot what it's called. Like, it goes on forever uh, without Rush, like acoustic Russian ruffians. Russian ruffians. I feel like it goes on forever. The exact same riff over and over again. And like there, there's definitely I think an issue as much as I love the Smiths there's definitely an issue with some of their songs they just drag them on forever like that song their their first album where Morrissey was doing that like weird falsetto thing oh, yeah, yeah. like where it just goes on and on and on the exact same thing without ever switching anything up or it's like that's when you might want to start playing like a solo or something on the guitar like yeah, or just stop the song <laughs> like it doesn't need to be two minutes longer than necessary and I just I think the title track is embarrassing. The vegetarian, frankly. like with it's not just anthem. like the sentiment because like fair enough like I if if you're a vegetarian or vegan whatever good on you, I don't care. I, what I care about is people who can't stop telling you that they're vegan. Yeah, that shit annoys me more than anything. If you're just quietly vegan, all power to you. But what I can't stand with it is for studs so like i mean as much as i love a good depressing song it's so maudlin like lame teenage and then there's the sound of the cows mooing and at the end the fucking saws cutting them up or something is that right I didn't, yeah I didn't it, hear that. it's yeah. absolutely embarrassing for grown men to make music that on the nose the lyrics are pretty embarrassing, yeah. Yeah, and but I, I just thought like through the whole album, I wouldn't say there are shitty songs except for that, but there's nothing that grabs me at all. I I, I felt like I was listening in the car. I, I said to my wife at one point, we were driving somewhere. I was like, I was on track eight. And I was like, I'm going to have to go back like four songs. I can't remember any of these songs. And four songs later, I was like, oh, I still don't remember any of those songs. Because they have nothing of like actual interest. I, I feel like that album gets a big pass because it's the Smiths. Interesting. That's how I, I started feeling. Like I used to think I love this album. 
probably because of the headmaster ritual and because I love the Smiths. Yeah. I think it's easily the worst Smiths album. Yeah, I'd say it's the worst. Easily for me. And and I was really disappointed. And in the end, it was on my list this morning still, at like eight or nine. And it was like, well, why are you putting this here? Because you love the Smiths or because you really like this album? Ah, yeah. And so I just took it off. Yeah. That's what it was. But I mean, I do think the headmaster ritual is a absolutely great song. I do. I do like, um, what's that called? The joke isn't funny anymore. And uh, I, I think like I, I, I the, like the one, what is it? Like I want the one I can't have or whatever it's called. I, yeah, I want the one I can't have. That's yeah, that, that's a good yeah. song. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like that song, but it just felt like there isn't enough there to be like, oh, this is a great album from a legendary band and interesting fact apparently uh, where'd it go how soon is now was on the american version i think i read really just a minute Why did I read that? yeah 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 how soon is really? now was also oh, was added to the American edition to and to post 92 uk re, reissues sorry, really? as track six okay it's definitely not on, it should, on mine should have been on there originally mine's how soon is now is on the uh Hatful of Hollow? Hatful was it on of Hollow for me. Well? But... Hatful of Hollow, yes. Yeah. So, which is awesome. Yeah. Actually. But, yeah. No, I understand. That's fair enough. I mean, yeah, it's not a great album. I mean, in, in a sense, it's not a great album at all. It's not a great, <laughs> it's not a great Smith album, that's for sure. I, I, I really, it, I think for me, my, my harshness is due to the fact that I was thinking, I love all the Smith albums. I'm going to love this. This is going to be way up there for me and then I was just immensely disappointed to the point where there's a good chance I will literally never listen to this album ever again despite owning it yeah like it'll go back in the box and it will never come back (laughs) (laughs) it's interesting quite a mixture of reviews from the professional critics like I got a a three out of five a a three and a half out of five you got a two out of five from Rolling Stones album guide that works for me to be honest it's quite a mixture I think it's a a two out of five album for me Hmm. I mean, I guess by our scale, 205 would be too harsh. Oh, if, I would give be, it a it three, I guess. Yeah. But realistically, just taking it as an album on its own, there's like a couple, of, there's one great song and a couple of decent songs and the one embarrassing thing. And I'd probably, yeah, two would be, two would be kind of harsh. I'd probably go two and a half or three, but yeah. maybe three for having a great song. But... I mean, musicianship, all that is 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 really solid, but oh yeah, Johnny Mars kills it on the guitar. I, but one another thing I would say is, and my wife actually pointed this out, but I was already thinking it. So once again, she kind of confirmed my uh, unfortunate like thinking. But Morrissey already two albums in has nothing left. Like his melodies all sound exactly the same. His approach to lyrics is identical to the first album like he Uh, there are no new melodies on this album whatsoever there's nothing new like he's the worst part of the band at this point ah and it's not like he's a bad obviously he's a really good singer and his lyrics are excellent mostly except for meet is murder but it just sounds she there's one song i forget which song ruffians i think which i totally disagree with her but she said it sounds like this charming man, but miles, miles worse. Oh, yeah. And I don't think it sounds anything like this charming man. But I get her point because Morrissey just sounds exactly the same on 
his liver, his his delivery. Me- melody, melody style. Yeah, melody his, style. his his delivery, delivery style at this point is already like true, yeah. a lesser version of what he's already done, sure. and they're only on their second album, and that is a. Obviously, the next album is huge and amazing, and there there's plenty of great songs come from Morrissey in the future with very strong melodies. But I feel like he just didn't give a shit on this album. That's how it made me feel. Yeah. As far as maybe he cared more about the lyrics than he did about crafting them into melodies. Sure, but maybe. Yeah. It it's it's lacking any kind of hooks for mo- for the yeah. most part for me. Anyway, it's interesting though. Yeah. Sue. So, so what are you up? Yeah, that that was this album I really wanted to. Talk. I said I sent you messages. I was like, this is one album I really want to talk to you about, but I can't without ruining the list. Uh, that yeah. was the album I really wanted to talk probably, about. Probably if you'd have told me about it the other day, I'd have probably knocked it off my list as well. <laughs> now how easy I'm influenced by <laughs> others' opinions. But I mean, I, but, I, mean, I do, yeah, I do, I, I mean, do yeah. understand what you're saying. Like, I mean, I, I, I also understand putting it on because, like but, I said this yeah. morning, like it's right there at the top yeah. because I just knocked it off this morning. Right. So. I was clinging to it for a while. Yeah. Uh, anyway, my number five is Talking Heads Little Creatures. Oh, okay. Not on my list. Alrighty. <laughs> Let's give it a listen. I just, yeah. So, no problem. Well, we know where we're going, but we don't know where we've been. And we know what we're knowing, but we can't say. What we've seen And we're not little children And we know what we want And the future is certain Give us time to work it That is Token Heads Road to Nowhere. Yep. From what, Little Creatures. What a great tune that was. Remember the music video for that? Yeah, yeah, fantastic. briefly. I, uh, briefly, no. Uh, uh, vaguely. Really? There we go. Oh, vaguely. Oh, really? It was, it was uh, very memorable. Him, like, he was like running, like, and the background was changing. No, like, I remember it? that, but yeah. Okay. Well, I really like that. And I love this song very much. Yeah. Mm. So, um, I mean, yeah. there's to be honest, there's a lot of songs on this that I really, really like. I just to play a sample of, I couldn't remember them by name. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think this. I, I wonder if this is the last very, very good Talking Heads album or not. But so in their last, their their eighties, like sort of mid eighties output has not been particularly interesting so far, except for obviously they stopped making sense live album documentary and everything but yeah. their last studio album i was not 
particularly interested in oh, at all with all the like likewise yeah yeah, yeah. i don't know this I, I i just gave it a listen because it's talking heads and they've they've been so prominent on my list so far and certainly the reviews are very strong i really really got into this it reminded me a lot of of bands like um clap your hands say yeah and, and like a few of the other sort of mid-2000s like very prominent indie bands of the era like that it really feels like a huge influence on the sort of early 2000s underground scene this album and i i guess like the concept of kids and all that stuff and like about babies and shit like that is a bit weird and there's there's a lot of songs about babies on this album oh, really? but wonder what that what that was all about I don't know. Maybe, maybe David he had was, some uh, kids. Trying or to have kids. Maybe he had some, but had some. Um, yeah. but I I just I don't know. It was it. I wouldn't put it up there with their their early classic albums that I I loved so much. But mm. I really enjoyed this. It was a really it's a fun listen. It's a lot of really good melodies and some really interest. There's even banjo playing on some of these. Yeah, songs. the music, like the music, the music, kudura. the instrumentation is awesome on this for yeah. sure. I, I think there's like some of his more sort of melodic, sort of pop type hooks on this than usual from David Byrne, and mm. there's certainly plenty of his like persona and his sort of weirdness, but it's it's certainly much more. Um, I guess palatable for the mainstream. I, I don't know how successful this was, but it, I feel like it was so, probably so look pretty the, successful. The, so look it just charts. feels like it would be. He got to uh, number one in the New Zealand album charts. All right. UK was ten. US Billboard two hundred was twenty. Okay. So that's pretty. Yeah, it did pretty, pretty good. Right? Um, Obviously, the Road to Nowhere was, and uh, she and she was were pretty successful singles. Yeah. But yeah. Double platinum. In I mean, it's kind of amazing. This is actually only their sixth studio album, to be honest. But yeah, were they wait late late seventies, right? Yeah, the first stuff. Seventy yeah. seven, maybe seventy seven. Uh, yeah, seventy seven was Talking Head seventy seven. Oh, that's true. And then we had like more more songs about buildings and food, which was amazing. Oh, was Fear awesome. music, amazing. Yeah, Remain in Light, amazing. Yeah. Speaking in tongues. Not amazing. That's right. That's right. That's how it went. Yeah. So we had all the albums, those early ones in our top tens. All I think. of them. Yeah. A lot mm. of them. I think two, two of them maybe my number one. But I think. I yeah, think more yeah. songs about buildings of food and fear of music were both my yeah, number think, one album. Yeah, but, I think they were. Um, there or thereabouts for me too. Yeah, they were way up there. Mm, very. They good. have like two more albums: True Stories and Naked. I have no idea about these I'm albums, but not, um, yeah. But we'll see. Yeah, the yeah. next one does not get great reviews. That's right. True stories. I'm sure mm. Naked doesn't either. I guess Naked's the end of it. It's like Naked actually gets some really good reviews from some places. So. Oh, okay. oh that's right. Yeah. Yes. But I don't. I really enjoyed this. Yeah, it was. It's. It's. I wouldn't say it's a great Talking Heads album, but I think for to be a fan of a band putting out their sixth album, I, you you could be pretty happy with. With this. Yeah. Smashing Pumpkin's sixth album was this good, I'd be ecstatic. God, yeah. <laughs> Come on, Billy. Corgan, you muppet. For example. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no. Definitely. Yeah, but I, I, I did try this, and obviously I liked the, the songs we just mentioned, the big singles, but I, it didn't really click. It didn't really click for me, but I think I need to give, 
give it another go. I mean, it's point. very kind of off kilter and off the wall, like weirdly mm-hmm. like fun. Yeah. Which is, yeah, I mean, at first, I, maybe I was just in the right mood for it at first. And then I thought oh, that's really good. And then I, I, I was already in a good place to listen to it again and, and really get into it. But I could see it not working. If I was in a terrible mood, this album would not work for me. It's too fun. It's too like upbeat. Okay. I think, but yeah, would definitely recommend giving it another spin anyway. Yes. Alrighty. That was my A five. I think. Right. Yes, five, yeah. that's right. Five. Yep. So. So. My number four, coming in at a nice number four, is <laughs> REM's Fables of the Reconstruction. We have to uh, table that. Okay. Briefly. And my number four is Huskadoo's New Day Rising. Oh, do not have that. Alrighty. Okay, let's give that a spin. Yep. So that's Celebrated Summer from New Day Rising by Huskadoo. Huskadoo. These guys never stop releasing albums. Two in one year. for a while, eh? Yeah. Um, yeah, I I think this is... It's, it's. I mean, it's not perfect because it does have the fucking horrendous How to Skin a Cat on it. Oh, that's the one you said before. Absolutely yeah. awful. But except for that, I think it's a great album. It's got some great stuff on it. It's certainly one or two excellent albums that they released in 1985. I'm not sure how many other people could claim that. Yeah. And it's also coming a year of Zen Arcade, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When's the last time artists did that? Like the Beatles, really, right? Yeah. Was there another artist like Haskadu who did, like, couple of pump out punk albums each year i mean the Bl- black flag do like two oh, every black year flag, i guess okay. but so but i mean it's certainly a i mean i did listen to black flag albums and they're all right but it's mm. certainly like a different level yeah but yeah i mean that's you know that's it. i mean it's, it's just it's, like it's more it's a legendary do, album i mean yeah. that's what it is i it's, mean yeah i didn't like I'd like both of the Husker Du albums, but I only really felt like one of them should be here, which was the other one. I mean, this is generally considered the better of the two by uh, most people. It depends, I think, who you are. Some people consider this one to be their best. Well, this one, 
No, I mean, the Zen Arcade is considered the best album. And uh, isn't it Bob Mould said... Bob Mould said your wigs is he did. I mean, album. this album is on yeah. Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Albums of All Time list. Yeah. It was on Spin's 300 Greatest Albums of All Time list. Um, it's This is considered, like, a legitimate, like, legendary classic. I don't think it's that good, to be honest. Like, Pop Matters put it on their list of 12 essential albums from the 80s. Yeah. saying it was Huskadu's first full-blown alterna rock record. Um, I I mean, I, I personally agree with Bob, I, I guess, that I, I prefer Flip Your Wig, but yeah. I, I do think this is a great album too. And, yeah, uh, I think it's good. It's, yeah, I think it's just like I prefer the production of Flip Your Wig. It's just, a, it's just a, I don't know, it's, maybe it's just a cleaner sound. Oh, it's certainly more polished and yeah, more so, commercial sounding. Yeah. So I kind of like, I guess I like that direction they went, or that, was it a different uh, producer or something, different label, I don't know, but yeah. But yeah, obviously yeah. I love, love the Huskadoo. They're awesome. Mm. Um, yeah, what else? I mean, Robert Criscas gave it an A, said it was clearly their finest record that should be played loud. Right, uh, right, right. New York Times critic John Pirellis put it number three on his best albums of 1985 list. So, even higher than me. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, th this is legitimately considered like an all-time classic type album, which, again, I think is a little bit over the top, but it is a really fun album. Sure. And there's some... I, I think it's definitely an album that like repeated listens would be very rewarding when the melodies sh the start shining melody, through. Yeah, when the melodies through, come through, it's like you, you know you've, through the you've heard a good song, but it's like a lot of it, it is pretty samey as well. I mean, there's there, there, two albums as well. It does start to like yeah, run I mean, together. I, I guess so. But <clears throat> I, anyway, I, I really like it anyway. Yeah. All right. Me too. Your My number. What? I think I tabled a bunch. So, well, did I say REM? You already said REM. That was four. So my three is the replacements. Then we have to table that one. Yeah. Uh, my three it. is REM. So let's do that. Let's finally Fables do that. of the reconstruction. I got that ready to go. <laughs> Driver 8. 
Yeah, by R.E.M. Was that chorus? Second single from the album? Yep. Um, Just another great great album, to be honest. Just never stopped writing catchy songs, did he? Great melodies, great percussion, great guitaring, lovely vocals, love the lyrics. Yeah, the lyrics are like way more like focused on this, yeah. I think, and more certainly a hell of a lot more legible than the first couple of albums. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's it's true. weird, like the album, it it seemed to like get good reviews, but it doesn't seem to have been like a mm. like a really standout critic's favorite album or anything, except for a few places. But yeah, I think this is. Certainly, I I would say I think to be honest, like when you first listen to it, it feels nice, but nothing special. But the more you listen to it, it's just like mm. oh my god, like yeah. And then this is like one of the few albums on my list that has no points that I dislike. There's nothing shit on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Uh, yeah. I think like the first, certainly the first few songs in particular, just just and and like like Wendell yeah. G is really good too. I do think the, the side one's better, but. Yeah, overall, but like, I mean, it's some great stuff on side too. Like, there get, is, but can't get there from here. And Green like Grey, Wendell the G was like a, a single as well, but oh, was it? Yeah, oh yeah, but um, it's just really, really fucking. I mean, so REM, but mm. it still feels like like where I was saying how Morrissey felt like un to me felt uninspired on me. This murder, like Michael Stipe, is still without doing anything particularly different than he already has has been it still feels like he's still finding like really catchy mm, great yeah. melodies within all these songs and i i would argue to make some them the, distinct i would argue some of the best melodies are still to come like on document oh, i think out of time easily and, his best melodies are to right. come but yeah like i mean that's they they go a bit more commercial like a few years from now they, years they later, certainly but, do like on the um uh, out of out time, of time yeah. album but yeah but still just great like i did the sound is i've said this before their sound is just so like nostalgic or so like in a place and time that just feels like somewhere you know but you've never been or never never experienced mm-hmm. it's just so it's so special i, 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 I love i, love I think the fact that he seems to know so much about like georgia and like the history of where they're from oh yeah okay. and it's referenced so frequently is in their it? songs okay that without being like it's not like he's like painting like a story like Dylan or, or Springsteen or whatever but mm. it's 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 always like these weird sort of like snippets of somebody's life within mm. this sort of city or this this part of America I think that yeah. gives it that that weird nostalgia and that strange like feeling like he's talking about somewhere you know Mm, yeah. Even if you've never been, obviously I've never been to Georgia. Right. But it's it's really yeah, timeless. I mean, I, I think uh, at this point I'm starting to feel like in a way REM is slightly underrated. Yeah. Like, yeah. It could. Yeah. Like this might be a massive stuff. band, yeah. but it's like in this era, people you don't really see a lot of people like oh yeah REM one of the greatest bands of all time, like the way people talk about. Like so many people nowadays love the Smiths, right? So many artists. Mm. I mean, I was watching a TV show recently with my wife about some fucking zombie thing. One of the characters was <laughs> in a is in a Spanish oh, yeah. language Morrissey cover band yeah. before the apocalypse happened, and so there's a flashback to her singing like a Smith song in Spanish, which was actually really good. But it's like 
that's the weight the Smiths has, and with good reason. Mm. But I feel like like Ryan Adams, you know, like his first album, it starts with an argument about Morrissey with some guy. Oh yeah, 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 that's right. Like yeah. Morrissey had an amazing, like the Smiths had an incredible like influence in maybe this generation, like the previous generation and this generation of artists where people look at them. Maybe it's because Morrissey's like image and appearance I on the stage so. and stuff. But I His feel like R.E.M. are the vastly superior. Mm. Oh, I, I, I think they are. <laughs> like vastly superior overall. Even though I love the Smiths. song by song, like, like yeah, like quality I, of albums. Yeah, it's yeah. it's really like we are going EP EP and three albums, absolute solid gold so far. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's you know, it's not not going to drop off for quite a few years yet. Yeah, <laughs> like, easy up to automatic. Like we are literally looking for another ten years of yeah absolute that's right i think so yeah great stuff from this band yeah that's kind of amazing how many bands ever can say that yeah not many not many right yeah. like literally from 83 to like 95 96 something like that yeah 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 like sure like literally nothing wrong never made a I'm mistake i'm not sure about like is it Dead Letter, what's it called? Oh, that's Dead, true. I'm not sure about Dead, that one. Dead I haven't, I haven't heard that one. I think that's a good album, but I can't remember because I haven't listened to it for so long. So you, you might be right there. There might be one that's it. I'm sure there might be some missteps along the I way. I think I've got but... Life's Rich Pageant, but I haven't got Dead Letter Office. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry that's a Rarities and B-Sides okay, collection. Okay, there you go. My mistake. I'm sorry, Ariel. I'm sure it's great <laughs> what, even for, for even being just B-sides and stuff. I mean, like I know they did a lot of covers and like those kind of singles for the fan club type singles sure. and shit like that. So they I got solid reviews anyway. There you go. Yeah. I, I really think it's not until Monster where it starts, the the, the wheels <laughs> that's, start wobbling That's the monster in the collection. Yeah. And it's not like it's a terrible yeah. album. It's just yeah. not what you want from R.E.M., unfortunately. Yeah. So True, true. Anyway, mm, I think it's a really... Stuff. Really good album, and uh, loved it. Yeah, yeah. Number three. That was your three. Yep. I said my three already, didn't I? You did. Okay, you so my, it. So wait. Okay, so my number two. Your number two is Dire Straits. You've tabled I Brothers did. in Arms. Nice. Yep. Let's play something from that. Cool. Um, 
That is so far away from me from Brothers in Arms. It First track. Certainly there. was. Is that a single? Ah, uh, just a minute. It was. I believe that was the first really? song. Yeah, that okay. was the first single. I, rem I remember that. I think I actually remember hearing that maybe at the time. Mm. I um, I think the song's nice, but I wouldn't have gone with it as a single person. Okay. Well, this was like the album that I guess really made CDs popular. Like it was the first, it's like the biggest selling I say early CD album release. And it was, wait a minute, Money for Nothing was the first CD single ever released, I mm -hmm. think. No, was it sorry, Brothers in Arms? Sorry, Brothers in Arms was, which came out in October 85. Anyway, yeah, so the, set, the recording on this is pretty, pretty incredible, really. The production is very um, advanced for the time. If you, there's some amazing details, and I'm not going to go into it. It's like 20 pages of information, but yeah. it's pretty interesting. But yeah, I've always absolutely loved this album. Like as a child growing up, it was it was huge for me. Like there's only one song that always pissed me off, "Walk of Life," but yeah, yeah, it sort of <laughs> sounded like uh, status quo. It but does. Apart from that, I absolutely adore this album. Yeah, and that's it really for me. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I I mean, this is obviously a big album in my childhood too, and I I didn't like it as a kid because it just sounded like dad rock to me. But as I got older, I I do think it's a really good album. I I think some of the songs are a bit long, to be honest. Like, this, you've got like two songs that are o well over eight minutes here. You've got oh, I love those ones. You mean like uh, Right Across the River? Your latest trick. Yeah, they they no, long, but I, mean, I, I, I like them. Um, which ones? Well, why worry is eight and a half minutes, and obviously oh, it is. Oh, sorry, money for that. nothing yeah. is eight that and is a half long, minutes as well. Even though I love money for nothing, but brothers and arms should be long, and it is. I I I think I mean I I listened to this in the car this week too, and I actually liked it more now than I think I ever did. Even walk of life was not as offensive as I was thinking it was, because to me, walk of life was there with like lay down Sally. <laughs> as one of the worst songs ever by a major artist but it was just kind of just corny it wasn't terrible uh, even the keyboards didn't sound that bad and i think the overall album is is a really good listen i the reason it's a bit it's kind of low on my list is that i don't think most of the songs in the middle are that memorable oh yeah and because they're so long it was kind of difficult to even think like oh well, let me just pop that on for five seconds to remember which song it I is. I think, like, yeah, your latest trick and why worry are probably like the, the the lesser, less memorable songs on it and they're not catchy or anything. And that, that's a bit of a shame yeah. that they're like both back-to-back -back slap dash yeah. in the middle of the album. I guess that's right. And they finish the first side and start the second in a way. And yeah. they, they total like 15 minutes <laughs> that's of right. the album. It is a pretty yeah, long yeah, album yeah, 15, of 55 yeah. minutes. Yeah, that's right. And uh, to be honest, my biggest issue with it is that even though I absolutely love Brothers in Arms here, I think that the live version at that like Mandela concert oh, God, is exponentially better than it and because of that it just sounds disappointing a bit now because right, he doesn't play much guitar on yeah it. yeah that's right it's a great it's a beautiful song that's, but it's, it's that's a very it's, good point actually. it's sort of yeah. like when I saw that video on YouTube of Fleet Foxes playing the shrine and argument, argument yeah yeah it's a good at one. that good festival example, yeah. and it's absolutely immense like one of the yeah. literally one of the best songs ever made for yeah. me 
yeah. the greatest performances ever. It's when awesome. I listen to the song on Helplessness Blues, it's still a really good song, but it's not Nothing even close like it. Does it even to the power, yeah. the energy, the emotion yeah. of yeah. the live performance. So I felt a little bit like that, but I do think it is a really, really solid album. Yeah. And I, like, I really enjoyed just listening that, to uh, it. What's that live album? Uh, Al- Alchemy, Alchemy is great. Like the, yeah. the, the, the versions of all their best songs. That's the thing. Like, so Souls of Swing on there is so oh, much the guitaring, better. Than, God. Yeah. Some of the best guitar in ever. Really. Like, that, that's an amazing live album. Yeah. And I wish they'd done, like, Alchemy 2 or something. Yeah. Get some yeah. of these songs in there. Oh, yeah. I think so. Like, it would have been. Did they ever do another live album? Do you know? Um, I, I, I don't think. Yeah. Well, I don't know of it. Like not when they, they were in their prime anyway. Probably, right? Probably maybe when they're old. And, mm. and Mark's, I mean, he's, Mark Knopfler's still doing his stuff, but obviously yeah. slowed down and he's like finger, finger picking on the, on the uh, finger yeah. style on the acoustic most of the time. But, but yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah, I, I, I do, I do agree. It's, it's a really, it's just like a really solid album. It really is, and it's yeah. it's very polished. It's probably obviously. one of the more solid ones. Of yeah, the year. yeah. It, it like like I said, even Walk of Life, which I've complained to you about numerous times over the years. I was really surprised how much I didn't despise it. It was certainly my least favorite song, but it wasn't mm. like, oh my god, I can't stand listening. It's not to this. skippable. Yeah, it doesn't require skipping. That's e- sure. Even yeah, I don't know what it was. Maybe I was just in a good mood. But certainly Lay Down Sally is considerably worse than Walk of Life, I now will concede. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, good album. Good stuff, obviously. Yeah. God, I mean, you know, money for nothing, that riff. Absolutely amazing. Oh, yeah. Absolutely awesome. amazing. Actually, I think your latest trick is awesome, by the way. I love the saxophone yeah. though. As got, a kid, got sax I just realized which song we were talking about there. I don't know why. Like as a kid, that song used to give me like douche chills when my parents <laughs> would listen to it. I was really enjoying it this time. I I read one review that said "Walk of uh, Sorry, yeah, Walk." No, your latest trick almost justifies the saxophone. Like it was like a backhanded compliment. Well, maybe it's, a lot of people yeah. really dislike saxophone in like eighties rock music. Sure. I I was thinking like the saxophone is kind of the coolest part of the song. No. Yeah. Maybe it's all these like destroyer albums well, it's, later. It's funny how you often Bonnie, say like yeah. old old dad rock, but now like, you know, you're well, a dad. I, and... I'm an old dad. Well, well, I mean, yeah. you, know, you start to like this stuff. Maybe, I mean, that's right? what a lot of it is. <laughs> Well, so, that's, what, uh, that's what a lot of it is. Uh, yeah, Jesus Christ. I guess the, you know, the irony is that most like, yeah, in fact, for sure. <laughs> I'm older than my parents were when I'm talking about them being old dad, dad rock. Yeah. That's, that's scary shit, isn't it? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. In my mind, they were like 80. Yeah. But they weren't, were they? They were younger than I am now. Fuck. <laughs> it sucks getting old, but you... Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we should have joined the Twenty Seven Club. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't be doing a podcast then, would we? So I would not be a dad then either. That's very yeah. true. So where are we where are we up to on this? Well, thing? that was your number. That was my two, two. right? So my two is uh, one we already already tabled. Ah, I know. Back at the Yelp, we, literally, I weirdly, we were literally opposites, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. kind of an interesting thing. Yeah. So yeah, my number two is Huskadoo's flip your wig yes let's give that a whirl indeed 
feel like we've already talked about this. Yeah, I mean, way. basically, I and mean, that, that's games by Husker yeah. Du, of course, from Flip Your Wig album, the second album they put out that year. Amazing. Which is pretty amazing. Bob Mold, just killing it. I guess he wrote everything? He did Most write everything. Uh, no, no, yeah. they, oh, he everything. didn't, he didn't, he okay. didn't. There, there's definitely... Actually, I'm not sure about this album, but at least one of the albums, I can't remember which one, but there, there's, there's quite a bit of co-writing going on across... Okay. Oh yeah, that's stuff. right. We've got Hart and a uh, Grant Hart and well, just Hart and Mold, yeah. Yeah. For the writers. I, I think. Obviously, this album gets great reviews, as it should. Yeah. Still feel like it's kind of like a little bit underappreciated because the other two, the first two, well, not the first two, sorry, the second, the third albums, and Arcade New Day Rising, are considered like such immense classics of like alternative rock yeah power pop like you i i knew this album was supposed to be great mm. and i had heard it before and I, but i mean obviously it's great reviews but i feel like it was just a little bit like pushed to the side by new day rising when actually i do agree it's actually the superior album way better hooks yeah that's catchier. right so the obviously I mean, obviously the production better. is better, but I just think the actual songwriting is better too. Yeah, like yeah, I, I think if the production was reversed, I would mm -hmm. still prefer this album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I mean, I think the songwriting is better. Hooks are more hooks, catchier songs. I mean, it's not like there's a ton in it, but yeah, but yeah, I, I think there's there's so much to enjoy here, and uh, basically they invented power pop with this album. I yeah, think. yeah. Right. I guess I mean, think about how many bands were influenced by Husker Doom. You can I mean, really hear that. I mean, when I look music. at like look at my shelf full of CDs, like how many bands wouldn't exist without this album, basically, mm. yeah. without this band for yeah. sure. Like that's right. So many, so many bands, and I think the influence it had on on multiple genres of, of sort of the way it sort of blended with post punk in a way and became. I mean, you, you could even say, like, in a way, sort of like the grunge thing or whatever, or the, these bands all kind of just evolved from, from these other bands, right? And, like, the whole emo scene or whatever. All, all this stuff kind of comes back to, I guess, what we were saying, like, several lists back with uh, some of the, the late 70s post-punk from the UK, I, f I can't remember that great album. I can't remember which band that was. Mm -hmm. um, it was really high on our list. And then, like, the American thing kind of took on, and where we've got already in 85, like, Dinosaur Jr. and Huskudu and, like, The Replacements and, yeah, like, so many of these bands, like, R.E.M., that right. just sound absolutely light years apart from whatever the mainstream was. Like, I, I think when you you think how big mainstream music was in the 80s and like with Prince and Michael Jackson, Madonna and, and Dire Straits and it's, it must have been insane to hear this kind of music though. Because it's not like it was on the internet. Yeah, right. It's not like it was on the radio. Like, I mean, how people, how people share stuff about just tapes and. I guess like literally they would send tapes to each tapes, other tapes and, and like other. Chetish, people would make Chetish, make Chetish fanzines. Yeah. People would like literally handwrite fanzines yeah. and distribute them and stuff. It's different times, different, very music, different times. Yeah, music 
was spread in different ways. But somehow this music is the one that evolved into like the 90s mainstream music that killed all of that stuff. Right, that right. Killed Diastrix, killed kind of Mad- a, like Michael Jackson, yeah. killed Prince, basically as a mainstream yeah. artist, like a as the biggest artist in the world, killed them, killed all the metal bands that were coming this year. Go Motley Crue. I, I didn't and, even think about. I mean, I, did you listen to Megadeth? Yes, that was actually pretty good. I really liked. I that liked too. that, but didn't get any. I I actually listened to Anthrax too, which was like oh, yeah. shockingly like palatable. Yeah. I was not expecting it. And uh, like Motley Crue was like already, they already had Home Sweet Home this year, which was a really good song on a pretty oh, average okay. album. But, oh, yeah. but, you know, all these bands pretty much were killed by the music that evolved from this album. Mm, that's very interesting. Yeah. yeah. That's a really weird thing yeah. when you think about it. Yeah. So good Great. and stuff. Good old Bob. And the other fellas. Grant. Someone. Grant certainly wrote quite a lot of songs on this album yes two three four six i've got six songs there five songs i wonder who wrote five the, songs five i wonder if that means write the lyrics and the music i guess just solo i guess so yeah i guess so interesting yeah anyway yeah yep <laughs> so that was uh that was my number two yes so so my you're number, number one. ten, right? Yeah. So your number number one yep. is yeah. What do you reckon it is? Kate Bush. Oh fuck! You know me too well. That's not very interesting. I should have put like uh, Simple Minds there or something just to just to confuse you. <laughs> you it's like Simple Minds just for that one Slayer. song. <laughs> Slayer, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, you know, I'm a, I'm a Kate Bush fan, and uh... oh, we should play a song first, yeah. Let's do that. Let's put a song on. Yeah. Okay. I still dream of Organon. I wake up crying. You're making rain, and you're just in reach. When you in sleep escape me, you're like my See, that was a uh, cloud bursting, uh, busting, <laughs> cloud busting. <laughs> no, I was just, I was just joking. 
Yeah, you thought it was cloud bursting. I always do, and then it <laughs> always throws me off when I notice it's not. Do you remember the music video for this? No. Oh no, that she was up on. It was her in the video with her. I think of. I think it's like Donald Sutherland or someone. Jesus. Pretty. I famous, mean, I'm, pretty I, big it, it sounds. It actually sounds vaguely familiar. There was, but... there was like a, a machine up on the hill, and they were literally trying to make rain clouds. And the government hmm. comes on to take the father away, and, and Kate Bush is like, well, she's dressed up as a kid, and she's like, I don't know, she's like panicking, and she, and she tries to go, you know, use the machine and make clouds and whatever. But it's kind of fun. Hmm. It's Sounds vaguely familiar, but I think Hounds of Love had a pretty. Uh, was that a controversial song at the time? Something about no, that's a deal with God. Running up that hill, deal with God, because references to religion. And yeah. stuff. I think it was banned or something. Jesus Christ, really? I think it was, was it banned, the video? That's, okay. Anyway. I mean, I, I, Kate Bush was like a person whose name I knew. <laughs> That's about it. It was not a an entity in my life at all until much, much older. Wait a minute, let me just see if I can uh, find out. I don't want to sound like an idiot if I get this wrong. I can't even find anything on that. I'm sure there was some issue with the lyrics in that song. Anyway. Oh, yeah, pocket, yeah there was some like negative reception because of how she used the word god as a deal with god there's something some issue with that good lord i guess like different times um but yeah. clearly so way yeah but, but yeah this album like it was kind of like a i think it's a kind of a concept album because the first half I think was, the half of it is a concept the, the second the back half, half is, is, a concept, is like a concept right? about a person drifting alone in the, yeah, the, scene, the, the ninth wave and that was always that like when i was a kid that used to freak me out there's a song um let's see if i can find the name of it I think it was called uh, Waking the Witch. It's really creepy, this guy, so, like, probably the song you probably don't like. The reason this album is not on my my list yeah. is primarily because of that song. I used to hate it as a kid. I despise it. I can imagine you hating it. But I also don't like that song, Jig something. A jig of Life, the uh, Irish thing. It's just, it's really not my taste yeah yeah so i this album was on my list and i i think this is one of the most paradoxical albums of all time I'll, like paradoxical album, of all time like that there's songs on here that are exquisitely great and the songs that aren't great are fucking awful and there's not many I, I, like the witch is legitimately unlistenable I, the jig of life yeah. thing is just my taste like it's yeah, not a bad yeah. song if you like like Irish dancing or the, whatever there's some great songs around that though so I kind of feel that like it and doesn't I, to be honest, I don't really like the second song very much I'm, I wouldn't say it's a really bad song but I'm not a big fan of it on the second half? no on the first the uh, second uh, track I Hounds don't, of Love I, I don't really oh uh, really? I, I just think it's very repetitive okay. and kind of boring but I would let I would give that a pass for the rest of the album, except I just I just couldn't get past the witch and Jacob <laughs> Life thing. Yeah. I, I think the songs after that are beautiful. Oh, Hello Earth and Morning Fog's beautiful, beautiful songs. Yeah, and I just I really wish I could remove those. It would have easily been on my top ten without those two tracks. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, I think also just like have to say that this song at the time, and I guess it was was critically acclaimed and it's been considered like oh, lots of top yeah. 10 top 100 lists of all time yeah of any I mean, era absolutely yeah. and like for female artists as well obviously it's a very significant album empowering women or whatever it might be but mm. i think you know i'd rather listen to this than madonna any day 
if we're talking about like popular female artists. Oh, I mean, I guess I guess I probably would too. You know? But I mean, but actually, did Madonna? Did she have an album this year? No, no, we didn't miss anything, did we? No, okay. I feel like we might have missed something. That was last year, maybe. She had but, like a virgin last year, but yeah, it was just kind of boring. I mean, oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> had some great singles, but yeah. So I mean, this was basically for me the Kate Bush's peak. Well, a couple. Uh, okay albums after this but this is really like her creative peak her like best album basically so. I, I mean I, I can absolutely imagine I mean I think Running Up That Hill is absolutely incredible like one of the best songs ever made level song mm. I love it and and I think Cloud Busting is great and I think yeah there's a lot of Big, beautiful Big Sky things. is awesome yeah I think there's a lot of beautiful songs on this that I love I love the way she sings. I just really wish Waking the Witch is awful. I agree. It, it's I hate it. To be honest, I don't even mind the parts where people are talking to somebody in a hospital, I think. Yeah. With actually, the piano. It's fine. When that bit comes it just in, when it just yeah. changes and it just it's like blah 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 yeah, blah 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 So like, that, right? like ugly and like offensively unpalatable. I assume that's deliberate. And I, I get artistic. that it's a concept yeah, and yeah. it's it's like Sonic Youth or something. It's like like listen like Sonic Youth is another album that their uh, Bad Moon Rising album was on my list it's an album I own I like it I find it more palatable than that personally but there the reason it's not on my list is because there are just too many tracks where it's just like here's some offensive noise just to make a point yeah. of the concept like that album's a concept album about so like Manson and and like the the murders there and the the state of california in that time that's what that album's about oh, okay and but it doesn't make it listenable or yeah. fun <laughs> like music ultimately it, i don't know it's like when you see those art movies and it's just like like unshine and Lou, where there's like cut slicing open an eyeball with a razor blade mm, nice yeah it's like oh yeah <laughs> that's exactly what i'm looking for when i watch a movie yeah like <laughs> that kind of thing right? like that to me is the why would you put that on music musical on equivalent mm. of the, it's like you've got it's all these stupid. beautiful songs and, and what i always say with that kind of shit is like if it was like 30 seconds long i like that baby song like, whatever all like like that thing and like that yeah. Al- and dirt by Alice in Chains oh yeah like, yeah because yeah. yeah, it finishes straight away and like it, it's sure it's stupid and yeah, it sucks. People add that shit just just to be funny or unique. I or guess cr- like like or whatever, whatever it is, concept. whatever like artistic mm. vision yeah. you're trying to portray. Fair enough, but don't make it two or three minutes long. Yeah, it's true. really like how I was just thinking like imagine like because when I first listened to, it, I was listening at night. I was like, well, that's ruined everything. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> like and. That's the trouble. So without without and like yeah, the jig, I just I I've you know my dad used the old, uh... no I'm not like my dad used to listen to like <laughs> that kind of like yeah. used to like listen to all like the blues and all What's like this called? sort of river like, old, dance. <laughs> well, he didn't listen to river dance, but he'd listen to, like all that old Irish folk music and yeah, I don't know, like a Harry bunch Rank. of fucking jippos like blown in with jug or something. Like I just 
I just can't. Yeah, I understand. Like diddly dee, twiddly dee, doodly doo. Like I just, you just don't want to have fun. <laughs> it's I. I, I just want to pour gas. Like, too much. Uh, put them all in a big pit and throw control. a bunch of gasoline in there and just get <laughs> oh, a God. couple of flamethrowers out. A lot of the music comes from all those traditional folk but kind of things. Doesn't mean yeah. I have to. Like no, of course it. not. You have to listen to it. Yeah. It's just yeah. it. It rubs. <laughs> it's like nails on a chokeboard for me. Uh, it's that's, like so that's so funny for putting me putting a dentist drill onto like, a chalkboard I know when you're listening to it you're like oh Chris hates this now it's like I know you hate it it's so funny for me it just it's weird but I mean I agree that if I could it, just those two tracks yeah. if I could remove those easily on my top yeah and it was clinging on there despite that but I listened to it again last night I was just like I just, can't, I just can't do it. It's like oh, I love this album except for this and this. You can't say you love it because of two because of two awful tracks. <laughs> yeah, right? it would just go against your. I mean, your, uh, I mean, but it's the same reason. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I wouldn't. I would say there's a lot of song, a lot of albums here, but that have ish. I have issue like both. Meet uh, is murder. Well, I mean, I didn't put that on. Oh, he does. He did. Yes, but right, that's kind of why I didn't. Yeah, and. You know, even the Husker, Husker Do thing, like I said, the skin, the cat thing is awful. The baby song is fucking awful. And it's just like, like you said, like 40 that one seconds is short. Away. The skin, the cat thing goes on way too yeah. long. But I can I can give a pass for one stupid song. Yeah. I can't give a pass for two. <laughs> Two's the limit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> two's two's crossing the threshold. Yeah. I mean, if you had like 30 songs, then two's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I guess. That's true. It's like that, like a melancholy. Where, like, we I was going to say melancholy, yeah. Like every instant skip, every single time. No, I don't think I've even heard that song all the way through <laughs> since the first time I heard yeah. it. It's like, like, this is shit. Like, we only skip. <laughs> That's, that's what it is every time one day I'm going to play the whole thing for oh, you yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you're not expecting just it. on a loop yeah if you wake up one day and you've got some headphones on chain like, to a chair like what like in that Back to the Future yeah. scene that music was that Van Halen wasn't it actually yeah that would be more like the fucking a Clockwork Orange where they're putting him through the treatment that's right that's right the eyes like, pin, pin over open, my pin ears yeah. and play that for me <laughs> I mean like, The Witch honestly is yeah. like that's the kind of, One of the shit the KGB used to torture people. With. Like, it it is really unsettling. It is. I get it. I, as I, a, I think it's supposed to be, but yeah, yeah it is. It, it's successful it's, in what it's yeah, intending. I'm so. sure even Kate wasn't thinking. Everyone will love this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's it was just, part of the suite. Yeah, or whatever. I, I I do get it. I do, but it's it's bad. Isn't yeah, it? it just uh, I'm still listening to music to listen to it. Yeah. If it was like a film score or something, it would make more sense. Like if it sure. came with like a visual, it was a visual album, like they do now, like Frank Ocean did with Endless and Beyonce did with whatever she did recently that we didn't bother with. Like if it was like that, where <laughs> you get you have some movie going on at the same time, probably it works great, mm -hmm. but not so much. Anywho, oh, my number one, my number three. You already it? tabled it, yeah. yeah. Is of course the replacements with oh, their yeah. album Tim. Their terribly and terrible album. album cover. What the hell is oh, this? Oh, it was. A, did you ever? Did you read any of the history of this album? It was their first major label album. Oh, they hired I some read, designer yeah. to oh, okay. do the album cover. It was a complete disaster. I see. Complete flop. That would have affected sales because if you see that in the store, it'd be like, well, we don't even know. Oh, the album even flopped look at it. badly. But, oh, it flopped. Okay. Yeah. That's a shame. But 
also the the cover was like much maligned i guess as a complete disaster what the uh, hell is it yeah it's it's fucking is that one terrible. of the members upside down it's in all the, pink, the members pink cloud like, oh yeah oh really I, I think they're all on the cover but anyway folks yes. tim tim I can't say bastards. Why well, do say bastards t- usually? But. Well, since watching Game yeah. of Thrones all oh, okay. these years, where for some reason being a bastard is a very big deal in Game of Thrones You're lore. bastard. <laughs> but everyone in Game of Thrones pronounces it, he's a bastard. But it sounds better than bastard, yeah. Bastard, everyone. Yeah. He's a fucking bastard. Like, <laughs> the, like as if you're saying he's yeah, yeah. literally, literally pure a, garbage. yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's a great word. Everyone pronounces it. Oh, but he's a bastard. Like, <laughs> even the nicest people. Everyone pronounces it like that in Game of Thrones. Which is my, in hindsight, favorite and best takeaway from the whole show. Right. <laughs> anyway, the replacements there from Very Tim. Great. Very Why good would album. they call that album Tim? There's nothing to do with Tim. Who Dude, is Tim? No idea. There's, yeah. But, but this, yeah, I awesome, can't believe it? this is, if you're paying attention at home, this is two years in a row. Oh yeah, yeah. That, the right. replacements are actually my number one album, which mm. is as big a surprise to me as anyone. Yeah, well, probably the biggest. I mean, not, surprise, not surprise you don't to know me because I, that personally, I but, figured you'd put it at number one. But it was just—I mean, I was definitely not heading into Tim thinking <laughs> this is going to be my number one. But I don't know. It was like just okay. Well, everything here is great again. Yeah. Tons of catchy songs, bunch of different styles. Even, I was at first I thought Kiss Me in the Buff was kind of lame, but I like that now. It's very kind of cheesy. It's just I think that they they rode that line of cheese where I I feel like the replacements are like the band form of like a John Hughes movie. Ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they are like literally at, at like the Breakfast Club or Pretty in Pink mm. or like those movies like somehow converted yeah. into the format of a band yeah i know you it, mean it just fits they, they really should have been featured in his movies i think right because it's just it's so perfectly that sort of like 80s mid 80s sort of subculture youth music they're like really vulgar and aggressive and like they actually have a sense of humor they're not taking themselves seriously in the yeah. slightest unlike 
so much music in the 80s is so polished and so like pat to, to, to the smiths yeah i mean definitely but even when you think Contrast. like you know a lot of like the biggest the biggest rock bands or the biggest rock albums like it, it was very like everyone's wearing suits everyone's you know even dire straits like we're always wearing suits right like that's right like bands yeah wore suits. there's great big uh shoulder like, big pads. shoulder pads yeah. there everyone's dressed like don johnson miami vice <laughs> that's right and yeah and this is a don the miami vice like here, brian right? ferry like which we, we oh, probably yeah. mention in that's, honorable that's mentions good. but it's like a very serious thing like i'm True. a sophisticated artist yeah producing music of sophistication on great polish not and, these guys and these guys would just like they'd probably like jizz on each other's cereal or something like that kind of <laughs> stupid like, practical jokes. like like it just feels like they <laughs> that's were, a nasty practical joke to play a song that would be a really i'm surprised you came up with that on the spot <laughs> uh, pretty nasty person but... <laughs> no it's my pun there. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't my pun never mind fuck it forget it we'll just leave that anyway leave i just that. think i don't know. i mean they, there's <laughs> They they continue their trend of kind of ripping off songs. There was that song on that album where they kind of oh. ripped off the Beatles. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it's two songs, right? Yeah, yeah. And and the year um, like we've got Waitress in the Sky, ah, which yeah, is yeah. literally Spirit in the Sky. It is. Yeah, that's funny. And uh, the song after that, I feel it's uh, called swing, Swinging Party. Yeah, which I love, but it is basically the exact same progression as Sinatra's. Um, I thought it sounded familiar, but I didn't know that. Like something yeah. stupid. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then I go familiar. and spoil it all by saying something stupid like, oh, okay. I love you. That's, like, it's basically yeah. the, the same exact do, 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 do. Right, right, right. Like, it's I the thought same. there's no way they'd, they'd written it. It sounded like something yeah. from the past. But I do love what they mm. did with it. Mm. And I love the shamelessness in a way to take something and make like a, I mean, to be honest, Waitress in the Sky, is, it sounds like just a weird Al Yankovic parody song ah. of Spirit in the Sky. But I do like kind of the idea of taking something very different and making something quite different with it. Yeah. That's kind of cool. But overall, it's, it's just a fun album. And it's like, what a great band, really. What, yeah, really. And just awesome. And I love his voice. Like his vocal sounds so of like, this era not that era yeah he really reminds me of tim casher from from cursive quite a bit and a few other singers okay. and i mean obviously tim casher should remind me of, well, of yeah, uh, that's paul westerberg but one. you know what i mean yeah i'm sure it, like his influence their influence was gigantic in a way that i didn't appreciate until we started doing these lists I think what, like we said, when the, we gave Let It Be such high praise that Paul Westerberg was, for me, was just the guy with the two songs on the single yeah, soundtrack I uh, didn't really care about. Dyslexic Heart, was <laughs> dyslexic it? Dyslexic Heart and, and uh, uh, Waiting for Somebody. Waiting for Somebody. I think I like those songs I like, now more because of. Yeah, I, I guess I, I definitely yeah. do. I mean, I never, I didn't, I never hated those yeah. songs, but they were just like, what the fuck's this? The lesser song. He's not even from Seattle. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, okay, that's true. <laughs> Is he not from Seattle? He's, they're, they're from Minneapolis. Oh, okay, Minneapolis. So. Okay. At least Minnesota, really. maybe not Minneapolis. Okay. But they're from Minnesota, so... No, no Seattle connection. I I, uh, I guess at the time. I guess they're friends with Cameron Crowe. Oh, okay. Cameron Crowe is yeah, pretty cool dude. He's married to uh, Nancy Wilson from Heart. So. Oh, wow. Good on him, eh? Oh, oh Heart. It's another album. Heart is another not album. Not bad at all. That's one of the song. best songs. I would not mind closing the show with that's a lot of songs. Ah, to close. 
What's it called again? These dreams. Oh, these dreams. I keep thinking it's called dreams. Yeah, these dreams. These dreams. That's a great That's song, a great isn't song. it? We it could was... do that too. We could do that Close too. the show. Well, should we do do a bit of honourable oh, mentions? Yes, yeah, let's while do that. So while we're still on on the air, <laughs> before we forget, as usual. Yeah. Oh, go <laughs> ahead if you like. I'm still stuck in 1984 there. So um, oh. I have got, of course. I mean, I'm still going to mention the Smiths as a bit of an honourable. Sonic okay. Youth's Bad Moon Rising. Kate Bush, of course, was the biggest honourable there. Oh yeah. Um, I actually really like Luther Vandross's album, The Night I Fell in Love. I Ooh, think that's a really good album. Interesting. The Meat Puppets, Up on the that's Sun. in mind. Really up, good. Yeah, Brian good. Ferry's Boys and Love Girls was really, really yep. nice. Beautiful music. Yeah, I mean, really good. I, I felt got, it got a little samey by the yeah, end. That's why... David Gilmore and uh, yeah, um, someone else. <laughs> Mark Knopfler, right? Yes. Yeah, right. playing guitar solos yes. on it. prefer Gilmore's personally, but, so but do still... I. Uh, Still really good. Uh, Megadeth, yeah, really like that. Uh, their yeah. killing is my business. <laughs> yeah, business I love is good. Um, I actually really like New Order's album Low Life for the I first time ever. But really the last like yeah. couple of tracks, I just it killed it for me. Okay. Uh, I actually quite like Prince Princes Around the World in oh, okay. a Day it was decent. Uh. Actually, the Red Hot Chili Peppers album, Freaky Style, is pretty is solid. Good? I haven't tried that. Pretty, pretty good, I thought. Okay. Not not this good, but good enough. Mm. And, uh, I mean, there's sort of like albums like, what else did I try? Jeez. Oh, The Water Boys. This is The Sea was actually, oh, hold it, on the, it the hold started of off incredible, where I was thinking this is going to be like number two or something at okay. first. And then I just... It just got a little bit melodramatic and kind of, yeah, a bit like too. I don't know. I don't know. What it was it, it. I it actually. I was reading how it sort of like influenced you too a lot. I guess later. Yeah, and you can tell because it's so top heavy. <laughs> and okay. It just kind of gets boring later. Uh, Rites of Spring, which is an album I own and I really like. Uh, Greg Sage's Straight Ahead. I wish I had more time to listen to more. Might have got on there. Um, I guess that's probably the most, most important ones. Oh yeah, I've I've got very similar things, but also Killing Jokes, Nighttime, yeah, Husker Do's, New Day Rising, yeah. I uh, said Brian Ferry. Ah, uh, the Sisters of Mercy's first and Actually, last. I didn't listen voice. to that. I liked that. Didn't like his voice in the end, so I knocked it off my mm. list. Simple Minds, Once Upon a Time, just for the the. I listen to that a bit. Yeah. The obvious songs the when we got to Alive and Kicking that's a song I never liked so I just gave up then I oh, didn't like that one yeah. Sanctify Yourself is another good one I, I liked it up to that point but Alive and Kicking was like a TV show theme or like something uh, sports was it football but I guess like so football for some reason I never football liked that song. that song so I was just like oh no that's enough don't yeah, have time sure. for this uh, I get it but that's um, mine yeah that's it yeah I thought actually Whitney Houston's album was pretty decent too oh and, yeah uh, Whitney was that her debut yeah, yeah. It, was, it was pretty good yeah. If I'd been in a better mood for it, then I probably would have enjoyed it more. Sure. Uh, I listened to a little Cool J as well, and oh, it's God, still, that's dated. I mean, oh, I the thing is, like LL's still good, and I actually liked the like the 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 Rick Rubin <laughs> production, but I it just so samey. All yeah, the, like, that's true. I still think um, Rock the Bells is great, but mm. it's, it's just all like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. That's it. 
my name is LL like the same like yeah so I I get it's importance in the history of hip hop but you gotta be a real like connoisseur of the history of hip hop to be like imagine if you're saying like this this sounds better than let's say Kendrick Kendrick or whatever I get like without it there is no Kendrick (laughs) but 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 you gotta be you really can choose what to listen to real old school <laughs> to be like oh let's put that El Kulti album on yeah. maybe you could sample stuff from it I don't know there's not a lot of music going on there's a lot of drums yeah. you could probably take some great drum beats I guess but <laughs> drum sound voice. anyway voice just the sound of the drums okay, but yeah. not the beats yeah. beats are like I did them basically but True. they're very basic but the sound is great Rick Rubin you know to record drums yeah Oh, sorry, Rick Rubin, yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Right. It's so, weird how, like, a mm. yeah. balding, large, yeah, bearded, I was just gonna white say, guy. Yeah, yeah, white, white guy. Yeah. Shaped <laughs> like a... hip hop so much in the early days. Eh? That's very odd. It's really. like like George R. R. Martin, from who wrote the Game of Thrones books, right. was like a major producer in hip hop. Yeah. Of like one of the guys in Mastodon <laughs> was like deeply influential in hip hop. Anyway. There it was a go. good year. It was not it was a, a very. It, it was, was good. It was an not interesting. Not so many great year. albums. Yeah, lots of good stuff. There's a ton of good stuff. Yeah, and I think that's. It's only been some of those years. I forget with eighty two, maybe eighty one. There's a one of the years around there where I could barely even cobble together ten albums I even liked, enjoyed listening to. Right. So. That's not a bad sign for 85. Let's hope 86 brings some great stuff, I hope. I can't even think of one album from No idea year. at all. Nothing comes to mind. Nope. That's very odd. Oh, well, I know The Queen is Dead comes next. Oh, Queen is Dead. Queen is Dead. Good one. Is yeah. that next? Or is that 87? No, that was 80... Or maybe one or the other. Yep. And uh, yep. we'll look it up later. Anyway. <laughs> don't know what we're going to do next week. Uh... I didn't think we got anything big. We got the week after we got a couple of big albums dropping. Yeah. I believe we have just a second. Should we rush through eighty six? Oh no, week? the twenty sixth <laughs> we've got like Springsteen and yeah. Adrian Ad, 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 if I'm saying her name properly. Adrian Linka. Uh but nothing really maybe. Yeah, well I guess we'll week. figure it out, eh? Yeah. So um, we'll do eighty six next week. We could, eh? <laughs> Imagine the stress that would cause. <laughs> I probably could. Yeah? I'm kind of into it now. Just, just get through them all. Yeah. <laughs> like I'd like to get to before. the 90s. Yeah. Well, let's see what the... Well, the end of the 80s are awesome knows? though as well. Well, exactly. Mm, great stuff. Let's see what happens. Let's see. You never know, folks. Yep. Anyway, if you have any suggestions for stuff, any comments, did we get it right? Did we get it wrong? Did we... How right did we get it? How wrong did we get it? Well, they're wrong for what did we miss? What did we not miss? Yeah, maybe we had maybe there's something. If you have any albums you'd like to recommend for eighty six, going forward, let us know. Yes. And of course we let us know it. at uh, midnight waves podcast at gmail dot com. Yeah. And of course you can find us on occasionally Twitter. on Twitter at <laughs> Midnight Waves C J and Instagram, Midnight Waves Pod. And uh, uh, still there on the midnightwaves.podbean.com yeah, place. Podbean. If you want to leave some uh, comments fantastic there. Fantastic host and sponsor, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, if you have any ah. any products or goods you'd yes. like to sponsor. Like to promote anything. Yes, we are sponsor. pretty easy going. Yeah. <laughs> anything works. Anything goes. Pretty much. 
As long as it's legal. Dildos. <laughs> um. Condoms. Yeah. Pocket pussies. <laughs> Anything sexual, yeah. Pretty uh, much. As long as it's yeah. legal in most countries. Yes. Then, yeah. Take any shits outside this week? I didn't, no, oh, actually. That's a shame. I've uh, been too busy teaching. Oh, no. So, uh, no uh, outdoor shits on campus. Oh, no. I guess no I could work on it. shits. I guess no. I could work on it. Maybe you could just secretly <laughs> drop drop a log. <laughs> During the lesson. Secretly drop log while you're sitting down. Just, like, give my sh- legs, my, my legs a, a little shake. My trousers a shake and just... I was out. imagining you just sliding them down. A oh, bit, right, right, the whole, the I whole, guess you could the whole nine yards. Okay, shake it out through the leg and just meant, bounce yeah. a log all the way down. That's what I was thinking for maximum shit stainery. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone's listening at this point, uh, this this is all just uh, crazy talk. Have you ever shat yourself in public? No, no, you? neither have I. No, but no. I heard somebody I, diarrhea. I guess I read somebody somebody on a website <laughs> I frequent. Okay. I shall remain nameless. Yes. Um, told a story about <laughs> they were at a bar and they were outside seeing how far they could piss into the alley oh, that's and normal. accidentally shat themselves mm. and uh, tried to rinse their underwear in a puddle and then tossed it over somebody's <laughs> fence but couldn't get rid of the stink. So got a taxi on the way home filled with other drunk women he didn't know. And the whole everyone was complaining that it smelled like shit because <laughs> oh, they didn't God. know it was him. So he had to just sit there quietly, going, mm, "Yo, I can smell that shit too." And I thought that must be one of the worst things that person could ever endure. I guess if ever completely drunk, it wouldn't be that bad. I guess I can't imagine yeah. publicly shitting my pants. So. Oh God! I even as low as I've been. I've never reached those depths. <laughs> well, I've still got time. So still if time you've ever that. shit yourself in public, then send us an email at Midnight Podcast. <laughs> we'll be happy to uh, share your story we'll with the world. We'll do a special listeners, yeah. listeners shame. Turdstories.com. Yeah. Maybe we should save that for our Patreon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I thought we were reviewing music. Anyway, we can review shit stories. Yeah, no. What do you... Whatever it takes, folks. Whatever it takes. Anyway, until next week. Thank you. Where we will be here reviewing something. Yes. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.
Yeah.